G'day and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast. We're the AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars. We only talk about the less knowns and the players that are going to bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. My name is Hef and I'm joined by my co-host Doss. How are you? And Kay, sorry, obviously. How are you, boys? Jeez, almost <laughs> forgot him. <laughs> no, uh, sorry. Come to that. Gone. I'm actually trying to uh, rejig the uh, title as I'm speaking um, on the uh, on the stream because I've left it up as last week's title. But I think uh, our listeners will uh, understand that we we're a bit rushed for time because Dossie, you've just come back from footy training, mate. Yeah, mate. I'm still. I'm a bit rattled. Yeah. Um, the string is tight. Can confirm <laughs> hamstring awareness um, as I walked in here. So. Yeah, we'll see how we go tonight, but yeah, it could be could be a late withdrawal. So yeah. as you were uh, as you were leaving training, you sent us a message saying you might be a little bit late. Uh, you, you didn't bother having a shower, mate. So I got you a towel and some deodorant oh, here. Thanks, just mate. For you, just what about my? Were, um, I need some uh, ball deodorant as well. <laughs> yeah. from <our laughs> Definitely, it's a manscape ball deodorant. That's uh, that's for sure. I don't know if I want you using mine though. I don't think we should be sharing that. So I think that should be a, you know, you bring your own stash of that. I think. But uh, speaking of, aren't you uh, joining me this this Thursday? I am. I was going to leave that to the uh, review section, but that's all right. We'll jump straight to that we got our 200th review so Ow. i will be uh joining you at footy training on thursday night uh, it's in the calendar uh with my partner <laughs> so we've organized it yeah so she knows it's happening so <laughs> it's it's all there it's happening i'll be at training kenilworth come out and have a look if you Jeez. live in the area <laughs> how, how are your strings gonna go i'll <laughs> oh, we'll see how we go hopefully they don't last too long because then i won't have to keep continuing going to training so hopefully yeah. i can actually get up for this one <laughs> tell you what. what's your plan of attack you're gonna go straight from work you know get a couple laps in beforehand good stretch Absolutely Maybe even not. stop off at Chemist Warehouse, get <laughs> no, some, you know, deep no heat. I'll be rocking up, uh, probably in my gear, straight onto the track. Uh, a couple of warm-up laps, uh, a few kicks with some random if Dossie's not going to be there. And then uh, yeah, yeah, straight mate, into yeah, track. Yeah, mate. <laughs> that, that's what it's going to be. I feel sorry for Kenilworth just taking the uh, mickey out of the club a bit, just uh, turning up like mickey. this. So. You're going to be playing the full season. <laughs> yeah, so. God, when you front up round one in the Kookaburra's games, they won't be laughing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. So we'll wait and see what happens. They might be laughing at my uh, football ability. We'll have to wait and see there. Anyways... Uh, uh, let's talk about some football. So on the weekend, we had uh, the Amy Community Series. Uh, we watched three games each, so we're going to report back to you on those. But I think the big news at the top of everything, boys, is we killed Paddy Lipinski. We absolutely we destroyed we did, him. But he's back in for round one. Yes, the so good only news. Only a flesh wound. Yes, yep, the, only, exactly. <laughs> only a flesh wound, exactly. So the good news is he will be back for round one. So the only bad news is we're, we're all planning for him to go big on the weekend and then repost the video and get like a few more yeah. 10,000 views. Yep. But uh, it wasn't We've to be. We've still got so. round one when he drops a 40. Yeah, that's touches, true. You know, that's true. Not so a 40 points. Can, 40, 40 disposals. <laughs> we can rehash the video then. So anyway, he's playing round one. So that's good news. But speaking of good news, boys, um, uh, Manscape are looking after our listeners once again, providing them with a twenty percent off uh, discount code. Um, that is Keeper Twenty. So if anyone needs to uh, get their hands on the greatest and best in below the waist grooming, uh, they can head to manscaped.com and use the code Keeper Twenty. Now, Kaz, you're actually wearing your Manscaped uh, t-shirt tonight. Mm. You're ripping the brand. Mm. Yeah, I wish I got a large, if I'm honest. Um, just uh, maybe with my lack of preseasons, just uh, made this show a little bit Don't tighter you just than like it should have been. Off the pipes, mate. That's not nice to tie around. Oh, so. I used to, but now I'm just not even. I'm the third biggest piped person in this house. Nah, so. no, there's, there's some, still got oh, some girth on those still, puppies. That's definitely quite thick. Uh, oh, anyway, so uh, Manscaped are on board now, boys. I'm going to put it to you on the spot here. What's your favourite thing about the Lawnmower 4.0? That's what I want to know. Oh, it's just that nice close close trim. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's You're a, talking it's about the advanced product. skin safe uh, trademarked technology, which leads to no nicks and a, a smooth finish. 
Yeah, that's yeah, that's another way to put that's it. That's, the one that's exactly what I was going to say. Took the words right out of my mouth. Right, Kays, what's your favourite thing about the Lawnmower Four Do you want me to read off the <laughs> script? There's no script there. Just read it. I'll say something about it. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Do you know what I really like? I like the USB charging ability. Do you like to plug it into your computer? No, but it's just very handy because you know you can basically just have a yeah, USB port now anyway, yeah. and you can go bang. That's true. There's also PowerPoints usually in most places as well. But, but sometimes you forget. That's true. Yeah. Sometimes you forget. Sometimes you've got your USB it. cable. You can chug it in. That's Correct. a very good you could point. You could be you could be out on the road. You know. Yep. Traveling salesman. Oh, geez, I need to trim this up and into the USB on your computer and bang. My favorite thing is the light that comes on when you turn on. You can just see what you're doing down there. No nicks. At, at, no, there's point. no nicks anyway. It's a good it's, uh, the it's great safe technology. Is it that dark down there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've got poor lighting in my house. So <laughs> need that light. It's uh, it's very, very essential to uh, the below-the-waist grooming. But anyway, uh, support for the podcast comes from Manscaped, who are the best in below-the-waist grooming. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with their family jewels. Uh, get 20% off and free shipping worldwide wide with the code keeper20 at manscaped.com so if my math is correct that's 8 million balls using manscapes I'm just reading that off the thing I keep saying that every week but anyway we love manscapes so get on board we do alright let's get stuck in to the match reviews with the Amy community series and I'm up first um, so I looked at uh, Carlton versus Melbourne and the first player we have to talk about mm-hmm. the Oracle is back Matthew Kennedy Kays has called it early. Um, the Oracle never left. Never, never really left it. Oh, there's been a few calls. It's a full-time That's a bit job. Dodge. Bring it out, bro. We'll talk about Jared Berry in a second later. But uh, <laughs> Ooh, I've, got a, I've got a reverse take on that. <laughs> we'll uh, talk about that one a bit later. But Matthew Kennedy had 135 points. Um, he was just an absolute beast out there. 70 CBAs, floated between midfield and forward, kicked two goals. The big question is, I guess, Kays, I'm going to let you answer because you love the guy a lot. Mm. Are we just waiting for Walsh to get back or is it sustainable? Uh I think it's sustainable. So, my thinking with this is, you know, Walsh's injury, you know, they're saying four to six weeks, but it could be, you know, half a season. We don't know by the time he gets back, you know, fully up and running. The other thing is if Matthew Kennedy keeps playing as good a footy as he has been the last two games, who's to say that he's the first one out? Who's to say it's not, oh, look, George Stewart, we need to move you somewhere else? Or, you know, why is it? Why is he the first one to go? I'm not necessarily sure that's just the case. And if, you know, he's doing all the right things and it seems that uh, Michael Voss loves him, I can't see why he, you know, would just relinquish his kind of role if he's playing it really well and Carlton are doing well. I do get the feeling that Voss does love him. And mm. even if not, like, he's not... Because he still wasn't the, like the starting main rotation, but like mm. when Walsh comes back in there, who's to say someone like Hewitt doesn't come out or just mm-hmm. another one like, you know, Zach Fisher's rolling through there a fair bit at the moment as well. He just comes out. Cripps could be injured by then. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, you there know? could be an injury by then. He's going nuts. So yeah, Kennedy looked real good on the weekend. So he's someone we should definitely be penciling into our drafts because he's going to be available in a few leagues out there, I think. Mm-hmm. He's going pretty late in drafts as well. Speaking of Zach Fisher, uh, he had 100 points. He's been such a preseason tease for years. I think he had another 87 last week in the um, in the practice match. Had 100 points this week in the actual community series. But look, he was mainly up forward, but did have a bit of uh, CBAs. Actually, he was floating up up the ground a little bit as well. So it was getting around a little bit. Um, but. Is he a tease or is this the last two years he's just been so interrupted with injury he hasn't got a good run of it? Come with a new coach. Do you know, if he gets a consistent run, do you think he's a good scorer, Doss? I quite like Fisher just the way he goes about it and I enjoy watching him. But yeah, he's never really hit those fantasy straps apart from when he did get a little bit of a run in, in the midfield in his younger days and he had a kind of couple of patchy sessions yeah. where he scored all right. I should... I'm kind of got a bit of stocks in him. Like I'm not expecting too much, but yeah. I could see a reasonable score from him. Could you see year. a 70 average as a forward? 
Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. There was an article I reckon oh, maybe a month ago where Voss actually talked up, you know, that he wanted to, yeah. you know, give Fisher a bit more responsibility in that Colton side. So, and another one, you know, sometimes just pays to be the coach's favourite. So, yeah, um, could be worth having a go at him for sure. I think Voss just likes work, like rewarding players that work hard, and I think he's going to give them the opportunity. I, I, I found it weird that they wanted him just to play as a forward. Um, I think it was under Teague, and he was just like, okay, I've, he basically just. I think put his head Succumbed. down to train. He's yeah. like, all right, I'm going to learn forward craft. And that's yeah. basically how it came out. I think with a bit of added midfield time, yeah, my thoughts on him is definitely growing. All right, next one. I can't believe this guy's name is here, but Mitch McGovern had 89 points. There's been talk all preseason um, as a defender, so coming in um, as a lockdown defender for the anti-vaxxer who left, what was his name again? Liam Jones. Liam Jones, that's right. Um, so... The thing is, I thought he was just going to be playing as a key defender, lockdown, boring, not being able to score. But he played more as an interceptor because Lewis Young and Oscar McDonald played as the keys. And he kind of just floated in between, took six marks. Majority of them were intercept. I think he had the most intercept marks on the ground, more than uh, Gorn, I think it was, on the on the night. So that was pretty impressive. The commentators were saying that that was in the third quarter, though. So he might have overtaken him. I'm not sure. But yeah, he was just really good. Like, um, I thought he might play that more lockdown role. And like, Wiedering was out as well. So like, if Wiedering comes in, there's less chance of him playing a lockdown role. I don't think I could go too early on him, like because it's only one game we've seen. I think a scene. I think he had forty five the week before, so like I wouldn't be like I'm not talking him up as a big thing, but just maybe late flyer listed as a forward. He, he looks could get way a few. better as a defender. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he looks. A, it's like oh wow, the, a McGovern can actually play as a good defender. Who well, thought? Who would have thought to try this when he Jeremy was, a bit was like not, not wait the worst. Jeremy wasn't the worst scoring defender when his peak. Like he was okay. Like he'd be, you'd take him kind of you know nineteenth twenty. Yeah, you take him like in that yeah, kind of no, like I'm round. Not, I'm not yeah. poo pooing it at all. Yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. Like he looked awesome, like you said. I, I think listed I as a forward yeah. is the kind of reason why I'm intrigued more than anything. Mm. My my mate, I, I love the fact he's a forward, but my major concern for his scoring is Wetering coming back in because we saw Wetering finish off. Well, actually, had a really good season last year as that, you know, more attacking tall defender. Does he just kind of just go back to his 2021 ways and then um, we see McGovern kind of just jump down a rung and potentially has to, you know, kick McDonald out of the team and then he plays that more lockdown. That's my concern. I just don't think Wiedering plays the th- like the third tall role, which is kind of what he was playing here. Like, I think he plays your kind of, your centre-half back, your kind of general back there. Mm. Whereas I think McGovern, somebody can just float across and take a few marks and get a few kicks that way. I'm not anti, I'm just concerned. I, do, I, just, anyway. don't, I just don't think we'll be expecting the 90 point, but, you <laughs> no, know, as you said, like, I reckon a 70, <laughs> mid-70s is not out of the question. Where, yeah, okay, you take that as well as a forward. You're going to get him really late in drafts as Correct. well. Um, uh, we'll fly through the last few because they're, they're pretty obvious. So, George Hewitt had 87 points, um, attended most of the CBAs. He probably didn't score as freely as he did uh, the last week, but he kind of scored, scored at like the rate he would have last year, but then couple that with the more opportunity he's getting at Carlton. So, I think we saw like a base level of George Hewitt, and if that's the base level, like, you'd be pretty happy with that, I think. Listed as a defender, he's going to be awesome this year. And Tom DeKoenig, he played mainly up forward, but had a small amount of ruck time. I think he was just a bit underdone um, in the preseason, but he did some amazing things when given a chance. Um, he had a big grab chase down tackle as well he's just a special a talent yeah that's what I mean yeah, yeah huge yeah. grab um, just special talent so I'm not sure if he pops this year but uh, if not then next year I think he's going to be good to go um, any th- more comments on Dakoni did, Sil- did Silvani get injured in this one he, he did just- but he's going to be okay apparently so yeah. it, I, it just I was checking the app and it didn't say he was injured or out or anything but yeah, he yeah. did was his low low time he was listed round. in that article that came out today about who's going to be right for round one so I think something happened oh, to him I can't actually remember the specifics but I think okay yeah 39% time on ground yeah yeah because he's a guy that I've been really eyeing off this preseason if yeah. he's given that backup run the, the thing is they're playing Pitnet as kind of the number one 
essentially. Yeah. And then De Kony got four, but then De Kony went in there and just like for like it was yeah, probably like did, the last quarter dominate. blitzed yeah. it. So. so that's that's concerning. Like yeah. if you were keen on Silvani, just wait and see what the teams are like. Because yep. like I was keen on him for a very late fly. So yeah, wait and see. I think you still can take him. Like there's no risk taking someone like Silvani as a fly. Yeah. So still give that a crack. Uh, just with Melbourne, um, apart from the obvious guns, um, 2G4P players, obviously. But we've got Alex Neil Bullen, who had 78 points. I like him as a forward. He just plays pretty high up the ground, gets a bit of a, a bit of a touch up there, and uh, had a bit of a wing role at some stage last year as well. So I don't think he's going to be getting that back, but there's a potential to go there if someone does go down. So I don't mind Neil Bullen there. Bailey Fritch is so interesting. 70, uh, 76 points after kicking five goals. He kicked six in the grand final and only scored 87. So the thing is, though, like he didn't go under 80 for the whole final series because he was just kicking bags. So like if he, he'll get a few bags next year, so he'll be okay, but just probably not enough to trust consistently. Now, Dossie, Jake Bowie. Oh, yeah. Had 61 points. My issue with Bowie is his disposal was not great. Oh, come on, mate. It wasn't. It oh, was yeah, no, nah, the guy taking kick-ins must have a crap disposal. I'm not. It's just he didn't. Come put, on, like, it, it felt on. like he was under pressure the night. No, and no. There was no Salem either, so that's probably the way he's taking no, no, kick-ins. But, yeah, there on. were a few shockers in there. So, I just. I'm not, I'm Good just, signs is what I would say. He's Good definitely signs. got the fantasy taking game. Taking the kick-ins with Salem out of the team. Good signs. He's Move definitely on. got the fantasy game. I'm just a bit worried if he does kind of butcher a few kicks, he might not be in there too long. Dude, this is a guy that there was an article written about him last year, and I don't think he's changed too much let's from just, last year. Let's just put it down as the one peg game. of Whitfield was, okay. was the article. Okay. Uh, I'll link it to you. Don't worry about the Jake Bowie taking kick-ins. He's not going to do it. Bowie. Sorry. What'd you say, sorry? He won't take one kick-in this year. Yeah, no. Yeah, not with Salem. Salem and, um, and uh, who else takes them all? The centre back? I can't, Stephen oh, May. Can you just read the, he- <laughs> just he- read the headline there? Bowie and his bullet. <laughs> okay. Maybe it was just one on, bad no, no, no. Yeah, who kicks it like Whitfield. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Yeah, didn't do How it on this week. How many kick-ins does Whitfield take? Yeah. Well, that doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm more, I'm more having, a, I'm more having a crack at his disposal on the night, which was, I think he went around sixty percent. So, anyway, maybe it was just a bad night. I don't know. Um, let's move on. Tom Sparrow. So we've been talking about him as a midfield uh, forward option. He only had fifty four points. He was still part of the midfield rotation, and Viney was in there, but Viney only he played low time on ground. So I think listed as a forward, someone like Sparrow is still worth a punt. But uh, it's probably not as fruitful as we we're thinking last week. But we did flag that Viney wasn't in there. So yeah. The last one I had a look at was James Jordan. He had 38 points from uh, 78% time on ground. Mm. Um, he's firmly playing outside on the wing, so not getting that inside time. But the positive is he's in the side, so, yeah. Yeah, well, at least we know that that wing at Melbourne's a high-scoring role. Yeah, exactly. Well, they had Harms running on there, and then obviously Brayshaw, who doesn't score that well there. So, um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see what happens there. But James Jordan's probably not looking to be as kind of big as he was looking at this time last year. Nah, Sparrow's yeah, looking like he's going to be the one getting that role. Yeah, it does. sucks because, yeah, Jordan's obviously a high points per minute guy. That's it. All right, let's move on to Brisbane versus Western Bulldogs. Mm, yes, let's. We'll start off with Jared Berry, who we mentioned before. Had 86 points, Hef. And look, last week I did think that uh, I think I might have called him the bust of the preseason. You did. I, I may Ooh. be cooling on that take a bit. <laughs> but, however, I'm still not convinced he's going to be as explosive as everyone is suggesting. So he seemed to, he's the first half, he seemed to be really dominant in the midfield um, and C- CBAs and stuff. And then it was kind of the second half where it looked like Jared Lyons, who had a very quiet first half, kind of came into the game more in the CBAs. Didn't necessarily balance out. I think um, Barry might have had three or four more than. Um, uh, Lions, 
I'm just a bit concerned about, well, not concerned. I just think Lucky Neil for me is the lock. Like he's that genuine, he'll be basically every he's like center every bounce. CBA, yeah. He'll be every CBA. Yeah. And then kind of what I'm seeing, what I think, we haven't actually seen Dane Zorko in that team either. Um, either. Mm. Now, the, I suppose the issue is with Zorko is that, you know, Caden uh, Coleman got injured uh, on the on th- Friday night, whatever Kideen, it was. Kideen, I believe. Kideen, whatever. <laughs> um, he got injured. He looked like he was going to be that running halfback. Did that mean they just put Zorko back? straight away because they were talking about that or does someone like James Madden kind of get that going now I'm not sure but you know Zorko is still probably going to run through there I kind of see that maybe Lyons and Berry are a bit of a switch on and off the bench kind of thing or up forward um, similar kind of players and I think they'll do the same with Cam Rayner and Zach Bailey we haven't actually seen all of those players play together in the team at one stage this preseason so um, look I'm a lot more keen on Barry than I was probably, you know, November last year. Yeah. But I'm just a bit concerned. I just I don't think we're going to see the massive scores that some people were predicting last week. There's all. just that kind of role change where he's probably a bit more outside last year, firmly on the inside yeah. this year. The thing with Zorko is interesting because we thought, you said Kadeen Coleman went down, mm. Madden went down with a hamstring, I think, as I think well. Madden's supposed to be okay. Okay. Yeah. And then Wilmot's out for round one. So I was just mm. thinking maybe Zorko might actually fulfill that halfback yeah. role yeah. if that was the case because they're running out of a few numbers there. Um, but yeah. Yeah, there's also Noah Answorth who's been playing mm. right, who can go back. He played on the wing. Yeah, he can bit, go yeah. back. But yep. yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, move on. But yeah, uh, Charlie Cameron had 96. Uh, this was basically a Charlie Cameron special, um, why you love him. Just locks himself into a probably an <laughs> F4 or 5, which he does in most teams each yeah. year. Uh, kicked two goals, one had 20 touches. Just looked really, really good. So I, I want to... He finished last year with like a run of 98 in his last five. Yeah. But 82 in the trial last week, 90 something in this one. It's like a run of like seven games being a gun scorer. Yeah. He's going to be that guy that you kind of get excited about and then he'll come out and he'll score your 40 and you'll be like, ah, damn I'm not Charlie believing Cameron. it yet, but it's just like so it's nice. You know, it's, it's nice. I own him like every year for that reason that he pops up and kicks goals every now and then. And it's nice when he goes on a run, but then he's just as likely going to run a five games where he'll score big and then won't score you above 50 mm. for the next four. Mm. So, yeah. I just wonder if that year, that one year could be inbound where it's like, you know how Dan Butler for one year popped for an 82 yeah, or whatever maybe. he got. Could I don't be. know. Just let's wait and see. Watch okay. this space. Okay. Uh, one guy I'm pretty keen on with forward status for the Lions is Dan McStay. Uh, he had 71 points. He looked really dangerous. Uh, clunked some nice marks and kicked two goals three. So, hit the scoreboard five times, half, but could only convert twice. <laughs> um, look, the thing I like about McStay is we know that Eric Hipwood's going to be out for the majority of the year and Joe Danaher mainly gets most of the heat as the key forward. So it frees up McStay to be the, the second key um, and he plays that role perfectly. He can get up the ground nicely. Um, he's really strong overhead. Obviously, um, knows how to find the goals too. But look, he averaged 91 in his last five games last season. 99 last week as well mm. before and, this game and yeah. a 71 so uh, for me he's available in our league uh, our home league Hef, and you need forwards I need forwards so he'll be high up on my priority list because I think he's a guy that you know I've done a heap of different drafts this year and no one's taking him nah. you know at all nah. um, no one expects him to play taking, after mid-year exactly. that's it you can pay him for half a year you yeah. won't yeah. it's costing you nothing you'll probably get yeah. some pretty solid scores and you can just drop him to the scrap heap when 100%. he puts back so just make sure you have him in your calculations uh, this weekend for your drafts your boy Hef, Dev Rob he had 35 before coming off injured. He was a late in for Cam Rayner, who missed, um, pulled out late. He looked pretty good early, kicked uh, the first goal, was around the mark, and then, yeah. Uh, Massive first quarter, then just went missing. Yeah, and then went missing. Um, but obviously was injured. Uh, the Lions have said he's going to be right. Will he be best 22 next week? I, I don't think so, considering he wasn't best 26 until yeah. the late call-up. But look, third year, so, you know, things could pop. I'm still quite keen, you know, 
and a leg like ours have a late flyer on him. I don't think I think he's dropped down a lot of people's boards just because of the the strength yeah, of the was, Brisbane's. He was field. a keeper for me for pretty much all the preseason mm. up until basically last two weeks, yeah. and then he's just gone. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> and lastly, Kadeen Coleman, as you've corrected me, he had thirty four points from thirty percent time on ground. He was flying in the first kind of quarter and a bit before he injured himself. Um, yeah, I was just like, yep, he's going to be a fantastic back forward DPP. The thing is, I reckon now, you know, a lot of coaches might have seen the injury and they've gone, nah, not going to worry about drafting him. Yeah. You can still take him, you know, he's just going to drop- What was the injury? Uh, hamstring. Yeah. He's just going to drop down later. But look, once again, like, take him in towards the end of the draft if people are just avoiding him because they think he's injured and that kind of thing. People are very blinkers on with injuries, you know, like- Yeah. I mean, this is a keeper league, correct. so we've got a long time yeah. to go. People are correct. very, very keep uh, blinkers on with round one. 100%, like, yeah. Even like someone like Fiorini last year, no one was looking at him because they're like, oh, he's not going to play round one. So, he's not going to play for first half of the season. So, let's yeah. not pick him at all. Yeah. No one actually factors in that there's a chance there's a few injuries or something. A player like that comes in mid-year and scores really, yeah. really well. Yeah, look, so. we, I mean, preface that with saying you've got to have room, like of a course. deeper bench. Obviously, you're not going to stash him if you need yeah. to rely on an emergency score or no. you've only got a couple, yeah. But with five picks to go or something, yeah. you know, he's probably going to be in their plans long term and we can see that, yes, he can actually score in a short period of time. So, definitely worth a look. Uh, Onto the best in Bulldogs, the guy who really caught my eye was Laith Vandermeer. He had 72, uh, really liked his game, got up the ground nicely, uh, had 20 touches. And for me, it was more of an eye test game. He just was doing a few things, kind of what we've seen from Will Snelling, that nice little connector role. Um, started on the wing at times as well. So I reckon he's one who won't be high on many people's radars. Just might be worth a late pick. We know forwards are tough to come by this year. So um, played majority of the games back hey, end hey, for the Dogs. Um Sorry, gone. Oh, mm, yeah. yeah, I'm done. He looked lively. Oh, that's yeah. I wasn't really sure. I didn't because I don't really. I try not to watch games with my phone or mm. so as much to watch the game. Mm. So I didn't really realize he was scoring that well. But the few things I saw, he was really good. Yeah, yeah. more of an eye test one. For yeah, me. Uh, Aaron Norton was another one. He had 68 points. Was super dangerous and was in all the right spots. Just fumbled a lot. Dropped a heap of marks. Um, it was a really almost night. So I'm kind of thinking if that's his new floor from now on in is a 68, mm. I'm all in because like yeah, yeah. he couldn't, he played well, but he couldn't have played much worse in terms of fantasy. Like just spilt easy chess marks. He, you know, yeah. um, the, the dogs were a bit, you know, iffy with their disposal going into the forward 50. I reckon if that's his kind of, if that's his floor now, I reckon it's, it's serious times for Aaron Norton. His splits last year, we, we went through it on the Western Bulldogs pod. Um, his splits, when I was looking at it before he got injured last year, he was mm. like an 80, plus averaging forward yeah, and yeah. it was like for a significant amount of the, like about half the season and mm. then gets injured has a couple of injuries in a row and just mm. tailed off and yeah. it's like yeah I think like you're saying he could be really reliable big time uh, Tim English he had 106 I know he's borderline uh, you know 2G4P but I sit and tweet I reckon he's arrived he did only have the 12 hit outs but he just looked uh, just a step above um, from what he has in the La past. Uh, had 21 touches and I'd be confidently drafting him as either a forward or a ruck. Interesting to see how much time he spends up forward this year. We know the dogs have added a few, you know, different players to their, their list. Um, you know, Brian, etc. He can kind of float. But um, look, Steph Martin was there. He just wasn't doing a hell of a lot. And Tim English, you know, took a heap more CBAs than he has in the past. I reckon it is time. I reckon Bevo's just finally got the faith. Maybe it's because he's potentially going to West Coast next year um, with the, the contract <laughs> getting talks. The trade value up. Getting the trade value up, I'm not sure. Mm. But it look, doesn't matter for fantasy coaches because he's, he's got a serious fantasy game. I, I loved what I say, saw. And touched on it last week, but Ed Richards, he continues to impress me. He had 72 points. Um, liked what I saw off the halfback flank from him. 
Is he best 22 is my big uh, question. They didn't pick Taylor Dre this week. So that's a big kind of hint. Maybe, you know, um, the times are changing and he's getting in there. The other thing is that Jack McRae was on radio today and he's expect- he said he's expecting big things from Ed, Ed Richards yeah, this he's, year. So oh no, he's got a sneaky gun. He yeah, was. he is. Yeah, he is. And he's going to be go so late in drafts because he won't still, be on a radar. How young is he? He'd be like 22, 23. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. he's super yeah. young. Yeah. So he's one who, he's one, um, yeah, I reckon you could get him for an absolute bargain and he could be an absolute boom player this year. Well, there you go. Heard it here first. Ed Richards, put him in your black books. Uh, try to take him later in the in the drafts. All right. Uh, Hawthorne versus Richmond was the next game. Now, the first guy, I've been high on this guy all preseason, and that's Connor Nash. So, 96 points. We talked about his back end of last season, and he kind of went at the same level. He was firmly in that midfield rotation on the weekend. Yes, no Tom Mitchell, but apparently he's got a groin injury, and he's struggling as well. Who so, else missed? Jaeger. Jaeger Amira did mm-hmm. too as well. Um so 14. only a couple of only a couple know, of midfielders. Well, one, of them, titching, one of them, one of them, one of injured though. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, one of them has been has been talking about playing up forward all preseason as well. So, but anyway, he had 14 CBAs, bit of time on the wing too. Um, had seven tackles. That's the thing I like about him. I love that aggression about him. We saw that last year. He was just running around like a man possessed in there. Uh, he rotated on the bench um, more than forward as well. So I think if he is going to play, he's going to play in the midfield. And uh, yeah, Tom Injury with the groin. I reckon he continues on from last year early on anyway. Until maybe some of those guys get a bit more fitness and you know get a bit more run back in the legs. But I think early on he's going to put up some good numbers. It's just whether we, he's got the longevity there. What do you guys reckon? Any consistency there for Connor Nash? Depends what the yeah, I can't I still don't know what Sam Mitchell's wants yet. He's Mitchell one of Mitchell's favourites. Yeah, so I think and, and they could use that big body in there, like yeah. compared to some of the young kids. They can't run all those young kids in there. I mean, apart from maybe a guy that you're about to talk about. But um nah I I need to see it first. I still think, you know, season proper, especially like you said, if Titch is right, which I, I don't know if I haven't seen news yet around that, so I'm just not gonna believe anything until I see he doesn't play round one. Um and I think he plays. It's just that he's going to be limited midfield minutes. That's the, that's I'll the talk. See when I, I'll, I'll believe when I say it. It's Titch. He's like the best, one of the best midfielders in the comp. So, forward status just makes Nash that tastier. Like yeah. if he was a mid only, I'd yeah, probably yeah, be absolutely. like, nah, yeah, just an absolute bottom. trap. But I think you're going to get sucked in a bit earlier than you should because of that forward status. Yeah, he, I reckon he's the he's a real 50-50 swinger here. Yeah. Anyway, so I've got Zanks in the chat saying something about me loving Nash. Do you want to read that one out, Kaze? I can't uh, see I, it from here. I, can't I, don't think Nash, I don't think Nash plays much mid, personally. I think you play- At you, a full strength? No. Nah. You've got Titch, Jager, you've got guys, Warple. the younger guys. Yeah, you've still got Warple in there, which I can't Yeah, Newcomb, yeah, Chad yeah. Wingard, who t- um, Mitchell also really liked playing in the midfield when he was the midfield coach, so- yeah, I don't see it. Zanks is asking, I've got pick four in the draft uh, on Saturday. And am I going to take Nash with pick four? And the answer is no. Who no, are you taking? I'm not putting that out Give there. Give us a little... Uh... I think there's four very good young uh, rookies that are going to go in the first four picks. I think okay. that's oh, You're one. always rebuilding, so... Yeah, yeah. we're always rebuilding. Flag two years ago, prelim two years ago. So, sorry. Josh, so you'll be taking Josh Ward? Prelim two years ago. You'll be taking Flag Josh Ward? Uh, if he's available, I'm happy to take him. Okay. Depends who's going there. Yeah. Mm. Um, all right, that's Josh Waters' next player. Great yeah, segue, Case. I wish you. I even noticed that. Um, lock him in for round you can one. Lead a horse to I water. Think. <laughs> oh. <laughs> lock him in for round one. Uh, 91 points from 67% time on ground as mm. well. So I know you love your time on ground. I thought your eyebrows will pick up there. Yeah, mm. pretty happy with that one. Just another one that was firm in the midfield on the weekend. We did talk about a few out, but yeah, he was quiet last week, but looked really hot this week. Just composed, comfortable in there. He's a good junior fantasy scorer, and I think long term is the main thing we all we all play for is the keeper league. He's mm. going to be a good one, I reckon, in terms of fantasy. Mm. Last week, I kind of felt that McDonald had the edge over Ward, like just eye test wise. I thought mm. that he kind of got to a few better spots. What 
what was the difference for you between the two? Because obviously McDonald's still one who's going to be on a few coaches' lips. Yeah, just it was just more more opportunity. It was just mm. at every centre bounce, or it seemed like it was at every centre bounce anyway. Yep. Just and from the gig, I think he even got the first clearance of the day. It was just on. So mm-hmm. yeah. Funny thing with the time on ground for him. Um, obviously, big bodies are going to take time to adjust to be around that more often, but big big tank for jo- for Josh Ward. So yeah, right. um, yeah, yeah, he doing did his rookie profile this year, boys. Obviously ah, a huge right. junior scorer, yeah. but one of his biggest ass, um, assets is his running and running capacity. Like I think we've already heard Jago mirror this preseason saying like he can't keep up with him because he's yeah. that quick in the track and, and runs all day. So well, I hope that doesn't bump up the three in our draft after people hearing that. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, <laughs> shut up to us. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's talk about Tom Phillips. Uh, he had 93 points. Just did his thing, uh, like running up and down the wing like he usually does. Did this last preseason though and well he played in the midfield a bit last preseason but I'm just not sure if we can trust him again. That's all. So I reckon he's better than his ADP though which is 242. So I think I said in the Hawthorne you know preview like fantasy coaches are not going to forgive him from you know being their you know saviour as the centre forward DPP last year. Yeah. So I reckon he's just going to get bumped down all these orders and you're going to get someone who's pretty serviceable especially in a keeper league usually you know you've got to run deep for depth I reckon he he's definitely worth a pick up who knows if the the role uh, you know the game plan that Mitchell's running just suits him better on the wing because we've seen him average 90 plus for the Pies playing that role multiple mm. times so. yeah all right let's move on to the ruck situation at Hawthorne so we've been debating this all <laughs> preseason <laughs> so well, I don't think we got any closer to getting a finalist <laughs> this week, to be honest. So, Ned Reeves was starting as another one ruck, then oh copped a knock uh, early in the third quarter. Then Lynch came on. So, Lynch didn't play the first half, um, and then, yeah, then Reeves, they kind of swapped over. So, Lynch did look really good when he came on, but he also looked, like, completely spent by about the half of the fourth quarter. Like, yeah, absolutely guessed. Yeah, so, like, it was a hot day down there as well. And McAvoy only went there three times. So, they're looking, I think... They were doing a full dress rehearsal to see who goes in there as their number one ruck because McAvoy wasn't going in there at all. I think Reeves still slightly goes ahead. So, he had 15 out of that. But you, don't think, you don't think come round one, they're just resting McAvoy and then McAvoy's just number one? Oh, maybe. They could be. I don't know. I probably don't think so. Was I think- McAvoy any good up forward? Like, was he... Did he present? Was he, you know... No, not really. Is he useful up there is my question. He was like as useful as he was last year. Okay. Like, not that much different, really. I don't know. Like, I think, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe they are trialling those two and they're going to chuck him in there for come round one, but I don't know. Dossie, you'll like this. Ooh. Max Lynch, 1.02 points per minute, baby. Oh, oh the, the yeah. was good. Yeah, like, he scored more than... He scored more than Reeves as well. My issue was he just, just does more on the ground. It just depends on the hit outs and whether... How, how highly they value them, you know, like... Yeah, the Sandlands tight <laughs> yeah. level um, height. I mean, whether he can get that hit out to advantage that benefits the midfielders more yeah. than a guy that can go around like, and get possessions. Like. And if the plan is to play Lynch Ford and McAvoy in the ruck, then I think it's going to work out for him. But I just don't think it is because I don't think either of those guys have the tank to be the number like a r- number one ruck these days. And even to split it, it doesn't look like they want to do it that way either. Like, I think. Lynch and um, McAvoy play very, very similar roles, like as the right forward. And like and you, Reeves and can and kind of just pointed out, this is twice in a row Reeves has been the preferred starter. Like last week in the yeah. trials as well, he started there, got more centre bounces, all that. So he only came on because Reeves went off, basically. Yeah. Lynch did. So it kind of yeah. felt like they were just going to try to run Reeves out 
if yeah. that didn't happen. Yeah. So, but I, I don't think the knock was serious. It was just like let's not risk him. Let's just yeah. yeah so I yeah. think our question is answered in that Reeves is ahead of Lynch. Even I still think like I think Lynch, like if Lynch. he was to play, he'd be probably the better fantasy scorer out of the two. Yeah, but I think they're going to play with Reeves. Mm. So yeah, um, Liam Baker moving on to Richmond. So he had a big game, 110 points. So he was forward early and kicked two goals. Uh, ran through the midfield later on as well. Had three CBAs there all in the second half. 26 disposals. He looked really good, but I'm just not sure if he goes bit this big in season. Dossie, I know you're a big fan of Liam Baker, and you, you probably liked what you saw or what you heard mm. on the weekend. Do you think he can maintain this, though, come the season proper? Three CBAs? Nah. Yeah. I think, yeah. For what he was <laughs> going to like, I love Liam forward. Baker. I love his... Th- that He has some thirst, um, and he rats around. He's a bit Rory Laird-ish with his, like, ratting. You know, yeah. he gets in and around it. He really loves... <laughs> ratting around you like that okay <laughs> but um, a little chortle over there <laughs> but just you know if he's not in and around the ball lots it's, it's gonna be hard to build that score that's so true. yeah funny thing with Baker he's got back center status in ultimate free can't gain anything else yeah. Yeah. can't gain anything else and like he's the opposite of what you want usually you want the, yeah. the forward forward um, yeah. guys who are playing back but he's the opposite so that's frustrating too yeah. that bumps him down a bit yeah um, speaking of guys that are in there a lot though uh, Trent Koch and ratting around in there <laughs> 104 points so he had um, just a lot of talk about him moving out of the midfield I just don't think that's going to happen because he had the second most CBAs playing as a very inexperienced Hawthorne midfield though so I don't know if we can take too much out of it um, but look the old dog still got it I guess so to speak after last week but um, he's not someone going late in drafts and I still think that's warranted because he, he doesn't have a lot of future in keeper leagues and he could be moved out of that midfield at any moment and just be like mm. a, a defender at some stage so risky yeah wait and see with that one now I'm going to talk about Noah Bolter but it just kind of ties into the Richmond forward setup so he had 93 points and Bolter was amazing. Kicked three snags, really impressive snap too. Like he's just a really skillful player. But what I noticed is I actually seemed to free up Rewalt a bit as well, having that third tall up there. So Lynch, I think, is always going to cop the number one defender and he was a bit more quiet. But I think late in drafts, if you're looking for a forward, Rewalt could be a go um, as a result of this. Just because he'll kick, you know, two or three goals a game. Or, you know, every now and then he'll pop up with a bag of two or three, maybe even four. And he could be a good just streaming option or just a loophole option on the bench as a result of this. Because Noel Bolter takes a lot of heat off those two, I find. So, yeah, that's just all I had from that. But I don't know if I'll be backing Bolter as too much of a fantasy sport. I, yeah. I quite like Bolter. So do long I. Ter- long term. I've said it, I said it ages ago when he was first playing as a defender. Mm, I like him as a he defender. He used to... But the thing is, he used to go into the ruck a couple of times and you're like, gee, this guy's so athletic and he follows up. And now that if he plays forward and like he's playing really well up forward, he could be that guy that if they don't roll with the Soldo Nank, we could see like a Nank-Bolter duo, which I think probably makes more sense in modern footy. Yeah. And then that's when I'm super excited because he's a guy that can take a clunk and then he looks really active as a ruckman. So Yeah. The thing is they did play Soldo in this game, but yeah, yeah, it was hard that. to it was hard to get a gauge if that was going to happen. So you'd be mm. taking a bit of a punt if you think that's happened, but it's, it's definitely a possibility. It's just his athleticism is like yeah. off the charts, Bolter. Yeah. Um I'll just move through the next few pretty quickly. So Toby Nankervis, I uh, hit nine points, just the number one ruck, so safe option there for your rucks. Um if you're looking for someone outside that top five where it gets a bit shady. Uh, Dan Rioli had 87 points. He just continued that halfback role from last year. Just super good value listed as a forward this year. So he's someone to really look at. Now, Hugo Rousmiths is one I actually do want to discuss. So he had 86 points and Vlosten was out. So let's not forget that. But I think on the back of this, he gets very close to a gig come round one. I know they have to move like three people out and bring someone else in. I can't remember who was missing, Vlost- or Vlostone was missing. But he looks super comfortable off halfback and just loves a plus six. So quite often he was just standing in the pocket 
and then short would kick out to him and that happened like three or four times so just a real cheeky plus six there um, then just like Richmond the way they kind of set up to go forward they kind of chip around a bit and he was really getting involved in that too so if he can get a gig I reckon he's probably right now the 22nd man like just in there and God, if he can I get wish a gig, Floston played yeah so he can get a gig <laughs> it's a good I idea just, yeah and especially in this game where the defenders yeah. scored really well yeah. all of them mm. so these guys, I don't think, you know, 86, 87, I think short, you know, 2G for P, but he went massive as well. Yeah. All these defenders carved up. Yeah. Um, I did want to get your opinion, but you, you said Ralph Smith's pretty keen for that plus six. I saw him last yeah. week. It's pretty good. Yeah, he just love, like, it gets involved in the chip around, but yeah, just loves getting God, into spots so where he can get one. I don't know how yeah. well they're going to go, but yeah, forward yeah. status. I kind of feel of yeah. a bit worried, like, you know, like um, to get something from Richmond playing against Hawthorne, who are going to be weak. It was like watching um, Sydney versus North, who are weak, and everyone for Sydney just fucking tore it up. <laughs> yeah. Same as like Frio versus yeah. West Coast like yeah. all the teams that played the probable weaker sides this year just scored for fun so yeah, yeah. a bit worried about some of the numbers oh, I wish we had more preseason games mm-hmm. to watch it sucks uh, the last one I'm going to last two I'm going to talk about Jack Ross he had 81 points played on the wing mainly had 12 wing attendances uh, the little stuff nice. um, looked a little lost in quarter one but then got going later and got some CBAs in the second half Looked way more comfortable when attending the centre bounces, I thought, but I just don't know if he gets a spot in there. But I think at the very least he can get a spot in the wing this year, but I'm just not sure if it suits him for fantasy, that's all. So, yeah. Uh, Josh Gibkiss is the last one I talk about. Just more of a cheapy and classic, I think, is going to be, but he played well and he's way more attacking than I thought. He's pretty bold the way he kind of flew at the ball and tried to take grabs and stuff like that. Could be a good third tall type, I think, down there, Gibkiss. So, what does yeah. he play? Can we can we go back like while we're going through our next things? Mm. Could we go back and look at your notes on that in the rookie guide? I just want to know a bit sure. more about his junior fantasy because, like, I don't know too much about. Gibkiss. I don't think it's. What big. does he play like? Is he key? He's, he's supposed, key. To be, supposed to be a key, but like, yeah, he's 193 centimeters and 195, I think. But yeah, like he just looked way more. Like athletic than I thought he would be, but it's he going to play? He's got good skills. I heard a lot of good reviews from that game. I need to go see. They bloody love him there. So I think, but like, yeah, is he really going to play? Like if Loston's fit, he's close. You know, they've brought Robbie Tarrant in. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. I'm not no knock on him yeah. long term. I'm more like he's close. Yeah. I don't know if he's in round one, but he's very close. Did like, he make the Oracle's best twenty two? That's the question. No, he did not. No, did mm. I purely Hugo, because of that reason? Did Hugo Rasmus? No, definitely not. Oh, damn. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. He, he's going to get close, but I don't know if he if he does. So yeah. Hold on. Someone's asked for a uh, oh, give kiss a bold a bold ball call a bold ball call smooth ball call. I think smooth is ball. Yeah. That's fun. Um, uh, I'm not going to call. He's not going to be in round one. So, could be wrong there. But uh, only just, though. He's very, very close. But there's a lot of players for Richmond that are very, very close. So, yeah. Uh, we'll move on to Adelaide versus Port Adelaide. We'll come back to uh, your Gibkiss uh, review in a second. But, uh, yeah, let's move on to the next game. Yeah, right. So, I covered this one, the, the showdown, yep. the early showdown. Yep. Um, a lot riding on this one. Just quickly, I, I noted the uh, the centre bounce attendees of the first, I know obviously the numbers are out now, but the first opening centre bounce and guess who was in there? It was your boy. Schomburg. Schomburg. Yeah, so, the was. opening centre bounce was Rob, Sloan, Laird and Schomburg and Lysette, Wines, Butters and Willem Drew. So, a couple of interesting names in there, but I'll kick it off just talking about Schoenberg because he was fantastic and looked awesome in this game. Um, I'll have to look at his what he ended up scoring. 67. But was it? Mm. Yes. Because mm. he, he really looked seriously good. Yeah, yeah, which is I my mean, concern. Mm. I think he's going to be a great player. Don't get me wrong. I've said this all along. Great player, just not sold in the fantasy. Yeah, I was sitting on the. I was looking. Sorry, he had like fifty something at halftime, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is going to be juicy." And the thing is, like we we're talking about in the off season, like if he increases those midfield minutes, 
like we you guys had no questions over the tank you thought that would build I was a bit concerned about the tank if he increases those midfield minutes then he's going to score well I think he was up to 86% or something like that he was on for the whole game and he just looked yeah, like couldn't run yeah it I think the problem in this game um, if I don't know if either of you caught it but Port just had the ball the whole time so in the you, second, half, second half you, second you look at, yeah, yeah when he couldn't touch it yeah, so yeah. you look at the fantasy scores and they're skewed so much towards Port. I it was just. Think it was they just took a, him out of the CBAs as well. It was also an him. ugly game um, yeah. to watch in the way it was it's played. Windy. So it was very windy and it was down the line, kick and catch between the two posts. So wasn't a great, wasn't a great watch. But yeah, Schonberg early signs obviously mm. tailed off. But he was looking like at the start of the game. I was like, this guy like break out a hundred percent. The first I watched the first bit. I watched the whole game, but I was kind of in and out of the room when I was watching. I was like, I just was not looking forward to. Tuesday night when you guys would just be talking up Schoenberg, but then he, and we of, will. he reverted to time, so it was all good. <laughs> yeah, so like you're saying, I think um I think what was happening is like they gave Barry more of a shot who, you know, uh, he's not in, in their plans. So mm-hmm. he only ended up with 13 CBAs. Barry had 14. So I actually, you know, I'm still very, very keen and on you, him. You're probably going to mention this, but with Laird getting injured as well, that kind of gives him a good run earlier. Exactly. Well, so. so Laird, Laird obviously hurt his hand. I think it's going to be like a month. Six plus. weeks. Five yeah, or six. six weeks on yeah. the sidelines. So, Great news for Schoenberg. Oh, that's sick. Great news for a couple of <laughs> Adelaide mids probably. And another one I want to talk about, previously 2G for P, but he's back on this one because Matt Crouch obviously mm-hmm. did not play last year, so he technically counts. He was outstanding as well um, in a game where, like we said, the, the Crows barely touched the ball. What did he get? 31 disposals. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was his stock standard um, kick to handball ratio. Yeah, the fantasy was scoring wasn't 21 handballs, 10 kicks. Um, but yeah, with the wind as well, he couldn't grab. He only had a couple of marks, didn't tackle. It's preseason. Matt Crouch is not going to tackle. Yep. But um, impressive signs from him. Now, from a rookie perspective, uh, long term, this is another dynasty play from the Crows. But Josh Rochelle, we've mentioned it last week in the in the trials and stuff. But he looks awesome. Like he actually scored well in this one. Ninety points from three goals. Don't get too excited. He's not going to be fieldable very often this season at all. Uh, he's a small forward essentially, but. Long term, they're going to push this guy in the guts. And yeah, he looks the real deal. I don't even reckon it has to be long term, to be honest. Like, I reckon this year he'll put up some okay scores, I think. But I reckon by his third year, he'll be oh, yeah. one of the that's better. What, yeah. That's long term to mm, me. One like, of the you know, better. He'll be one of, one of the better mid forwards. And I don't think he loses that forward status anytime soon either, which is why he's no. so appealing, I think. So, um, with Dawson still out in this game, they mm. played. A lot of Mitch Hinge on the wing. Saw that, yeah. mm-hmm. And he looked really good early. Like, he was one of the top scorers when the Crows were actually in the mm. game early. Early. Um, didn't finish scoring too well himself. He finished on a 46. Yeah. But his start of the game was very promising. Um, yeah, it's so hard with such a crap game in the end from the Crows not touching it and stuff. But anyway, I, I did. I was tempted to dabble. You know, I think he might have... Okay, so he scored 46. I want to look at his first quarter stats. It was interesting because last week they rolled with Saligo up and down that wing a lot more. And I think Saligo was barely... I think I saw him at one uh, centre bounce on that wing. But apart from that, I didn't really see him on there as much as well. Hinge so. had 24 in the first quarter. So, yeah. you know... When he kicked the, the goal. He kicked the goal really early, so that bumped him up. But yeah. Yeah. So, the other players that I want to talk about, I mean... I know he's 2G for P, but your boy Keys was playing a stack forward. And I think that was just to help out the rotations. Probably with um he's with, that kind of with guy. lead going down, he's probably just going to be back in there. Yeah. But long term, um I wonder, Kays, would you be, you know, especially because he's going to get the midfield role early, you'd imagine, mm-hmm. would you consider 
in that early patch where he's carving probably in the midfield, would you consider selling before Laird comes back given that he played so much forward or do you think that was just pre-season, you know, plan him forward for the pre-season and see how it goes? But he was playing quite a lot forward. Yeah, I think it, I would say it's a bit give the guys a go. Like really is someone like Sam Berry going to come in and have 14 CBAs no. during the year? That's my kind of thing, especially if they've got them all up and running. Other thing is how many like did Sloane have a lot in the CBAs as well? Because yeah, Sloane you know, twenty. You, you've got to assume twenty two. You've got to assume that Sloane's only going to be you know a proper midfielder for another year or two, maybe. Mm. So you know, I, I, you know, maybe it's a bit of a worrying sign for this year, possibly for Keys if that's the route they go yeah. down. But well, he had zero CBAs time. in the first quarter, so and that's when they rolled Crouch, Sloane, Schonberg, and Laird through there. Mm. So I'm not concerned. Okay, I'm not concerned. Fair enough. Uh, Moose, he was a bit disappointing for us. <laughs> full back in the second half when I was watching. I was like, what's he doing at full back? Also, this he wouldn't have, this guy wouldn't have scored well. Just the eye test. That Gallant dude looked actually like quite okay. Yeah, player. Gallant was fine. Yeah. Um, on the port side of things, Robbie Gray popped a string. Mm. So, I mean, you're not going to be drafting him. but Right for round one, apparently. No muscle damage. Wow. Yeah. They just cautious. He must be very aware. Yeah. Just cautious <laughs> with him. Very yeah. aware. Uh, so, anyway, obviously, we have to be aware of um, the scores in this because of how dominant Port were with possession. But a couple of players that stood out to me, obviously, we can talk about a guy who's going to be 2G for P within probably this year alone, and that's Zach Butters, who had a ton of CBAs, mm-hmm. racked up 32 disposals, eight marks, 107 fantasy points. Look, he's, gonna, he's in for a breakout year, but mm-hmm. almost borderline 2G for P already because we know that he's going to do that. Connor Rosie looked yeah. bloody awesome. Do you guys think he can take it up to the finally take it up to another level? Obviously, the versus the Crows at the preseason game, they had all the, all of the ball, but yeah. can he take it to another level? I still think he's going to be used a lot closer to goal in real life when the real season hits. That's all. I don't even know if he had that many centre bounces in this one. I don't think it's more that. He's just pushing quite further up the ground than he yeah. was. He was just going... Just Seven running up centre bounces. Yeah. It wasn't used too much. But it's just his... Still forward, more than usual, though. It's just his forward craft, though. He's if, he st- if he's more consistent, that's all he needs to do. Because even as a forward, he just gets around the contest, kicks bags like... Yeah. You know, just- oh, he's talented. You know, some football experts have him better than Sam Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. A little... There was a bunch of defenders that did well. Bonner's really standing out to me. Is he what's it, what did he average last year? Uh he late sixties, but then wow. he finished hot. Yeah. Like finished hot, I see yeah. him continuing that um this year. And I would be I think you were asking me who should you keep him? I You'll didn't get my, okay. I didn't have <laughs> did um, keeping him. Yeah, I think he's gonna have a really ripping year this year. He he just looks to be one of those a new user for them coming out and they started going to him late last year. I think that's yeah. going Well, pretty much when Hartlett came out, it was kind of yeah. him in. So, yeah, could be the new distributor of Hartback there. So, anyway, I wouldn't trust DBJ getting 100. Although <laughs> no he did things. it last week as well. Uh, it big. Gee, it's risky. Um, the guys that stood out as well, Burton, I think he's already maybe 2G for P, but he, he's awesome. The other one, Lockie Jones looks to be yes. taking a huge mm. step up. He, he looked way more composed for a second-year player than I thought he would. So, um, I'm almost willing to dabble late in a draft for him now, um, thinking that he might actually put up some fieldable scores this year, even though, once again, being wary that this was a very lopsided disposal affair. Yeah, no, I think he surprised a lot of people on the weekend. He just looked kind of, like yeah. the way he, yeah, it, it was the eye test as well, mm. even though he scored 86 as well. But, mm. oof, yeah. yeah, I only watched the second half, but he was- Lockie Jones. He mm. definitely caught my eye. 
Yeah. All right. Is that any, all for that That's game? pretty much it, yeah. Josh Sin looked really good, but he only played, played the, the second half. half. Yeah. So For yeah. the classic people out there, do you reckon he debuts round one? Do you reckon no. Enough? no. Uh, yeah. uh, he, didn't play, he didn't play enough, but he looks classy. Yeah, that's it. All right. We'll move on to the Essendon versus St. Kilda game. So, Jai Caldwell was the first I'm going to talk about. So, he had 98 points, um, 67 points in the uh, second half once Merritt came off, though. So, there was no shield playing either. So, But he, was, he felt like he was like the main midfielder in that second Can half. I ask- before getting in, why were the scores so bloody low in this game? I thought I thought it hadn't updated and they'd only given me the three-quarter time because there was one <laughs> ton, Jai Caldwell obviously with 98, and the rest were like 80s and 70s. Across the weekend, though, I felt like there was a lot of low scoring. I think it was just not trying, really. Mm. There's people. It felt like really bruise-free this game. Like No one was actually going in hard or anything like that. Like, someone like Jack Steele, I think, still got five tackles, but he probably chucks on like another few more on top of that. Like. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. But um, yeah, on, on, on Caldwell though, like yeah, he was like the main midfielder in the second half. So the thing is, I'm just still not sure where you sit with him. Like when you note those midfielders that were out, Dossie, you're pretty damn hot on him at the moment. You're thinking about, you're thinking mm-hmm. he's going to be at least 50% average CBAs and he's going to be in there. Well, he was getting, like I know he got a lot more when Merritt went off, but he was still getting CBAs in the early stages. Like yeah. I was looking at, it was pretty even spread. It was like three a quarter or something. So um, yeah, like the, it's his disposal marks and tackles. He he covers all of them. From what we've seen, it's a small sample, I know. Yeah. But, you know, 24, 4 and 5 in this game, he's still working his way back. And obviously, we're at Keeper League, so we've got time to nurture these players through their career. Yeah. And yeah, just long term, I'm pretty excited about him. And I think just the way he can play that forward mid, he can play that role and, mm-hmm. you know, might have the status for another couple of years. Yeah. What do you think, Kaz? You're the bombs, man. Yeah, I'm keen. From what from what I've seen, when he's playing the role he should, he's exceptional at it. Yeah. I I do worry there's maybe a few too many mids in the Essendon side, but look, we always seem to have one injury or two, so I'm not I'm not concerned. But as you said, long term. And sorry, I know he's a mid at the moment. I'm saying he might pick up that status as well. Hopefully, yeah. I own him. Uh, we'll move on to Peter Wright. So he had 89 points. Uh, Essendon and Rucks were on top all night, though. Wright was really good in there. 70 hitouts, kicked three goals too. I think it's just another player that's going to provide a lot of value this year. Someone like a like a Day that you're going to pick up a little mm-hmm. bit later. And he had uh, some he great scores with. last year. Two meter Peter. Yep, I'm on board. Two meter Peter. If he's available at the right pick, I'm happy to pick him up. Archie Perkins. Now we've talked about Kaiser's uh, Kaiser's bus and Dossie's coach. All right, <laughs> double decker, <laughs> double decker. That's it with a trailer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Archie Perkins is firmly in my station wagon. All right, it's a great one to have. So look, he was just good without starring. Like mainly forward with five CBAs, just really good at ground level. Can take a grab, so he's good in the air as well. He's just going to be a gun, this kid. Might not be straight up this year, but I reckon he's going to be one of your third-year breakouts. The Bombers are stacked, Kays. Yeah. Exciting times. Yeah, exciting yeah. times. Just Archie Perkins. He'll have forward status for another couple of years as well, I think, so he's going to be a good one. What I like is he's scoring pretty well, and he's a forward, and he's probably going to keep forward status next year, so you've got a couple of years of just some good scores. Yep, I, I think like so it. too. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. One of my rookie listers as well. I love Bombers players at the moment. I'm all aboard them. Coldwell, mm-hmm. Perkins, they're all my boys. Get uh, your membership. <laughs> need to get one, actually, yeah. Uh, Sam Draper, uh, 75 points. Just a real solid performance. Just good around the ground. Uh, firmly on top in the middle, too. He won the hitouts against Marshall, 24 to 18 as well. So, And I think Tumi to Peter, 17. So the Rucks were just absolutely dominant. So mm. it was good to see. Um, now, have you guys ever heard of Nick Martin before? Of course I have. <laughs> so, yeah. supplement. I think he only joined the list last week yeah. for Essendon. Yeah. Him and, te- him yeah. and Tex got signed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> had 57 points in a half of football. So, 42 points in the third quarter, playing on half forward flank. 
just yeah wonder watch on the back of that so i'm not sure how close he is to actually debuting but absolutely freakish in terms of fantasy scoring from that guy so yeah when i first saw him i was like who is this guy but yeah very very good performance for fantasy a little bit thirst yeah um it didn't i don't think he he didn't kick a goal either so he did that all through like posies doesn't have a profile picture on the app yet yeah (laughs) no It's building. <laughs> exactly. All right, uh, Mason Wood for St. Kilda. Um, he had 86 points. He's been playing between the wing and half forward this preseason. Mm. Um, 11 kicks, two handles, two goals. He's a great talent, like can do some absolutely freaky things and has the potential to score well from time to time, but I think he's still going to wind up in the forward line and I just don't think he'll be a consistent option, but just want to look at late just in case he can pull out a few of these scores, I think. Because they were saying he's like an amazing runner. Yeah, he's got a big tank. Like, mm. Yeah, it's um, yeah, interesting to see. I just think he might end up at forward still, that's all. Uh, Josh Battle, Dossie, one of your boys. Uh, he has 78 points, just playing defence. Oh, yeah. Took six marks, so he's taken some good mark numbers. Oh, yeah. Some good mark numbers in the preseason. Couple kick-ins. I didn't actually monitor whether he played on or not. Uh, he's a bit prone for kicking from the square. I can check for you, mate. But, uh, yeah, looks like a reasonable option in defence. So, yeah, I'm happy I'm with Josh Battle. I'm sorry, the forward status. It's finally coming. With forward status, yeah. He should, he should be playing this role for so long. What was your call on the pod pod? Oh, in terms of um, forward players that have that defensive role, he is this year's Nick Hind. Okay. You heard it? <laughs> no, this year's Nick Hind. He's not. He's not. Rioli is this year's Nick Hind. Oh, jeez. Nah. No, no. Anyway, I, th- I think that I like Kaz's call better, but anyway. <laughs> oh, we'll see. <laughs> Severos, can we Wager. just see? Oh, here we go. We'll see. He doesn't take, uh, Rioli doesn't take the marks that battle will. Okay. Nick Hines a real good mark taker. No, he's, I think he just means in terms of fantasy scoring, but yeah. Yeah, sorry. He's not a run and dash. I just mean the average jumping based on a role change. Roger. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Severos, disregard what I said last week. He wasn't very good. Um, Ryan Burns, he got some time on the wing, um, but again, just the scoring didn't come. Low time on ground as well, 64%. Played up forward a bit too. Thought Only he might be the guy points. that kind of takes Zach Jones's role in. Yeah. Obviously did not. No, nah, didn't, didn't go in there. So, mm. yeah, it was interesting. There wasn't really any real standouts. I did jump into that, but uh, thank you. Just, just read that for a second. Up At the bottom, very bottom. Kick in play on. So, he, did kick in, he played on twice. That's good. That's two, good. two kick-ins, two play-ons. That's what you want. All right, Dossie, try to get through this one without crying. Although we know Lipinski's not injured, so it's all good. So we'll just yeah, just remember that when you're reading out Lipinski's notes. Okay. Okay, I've got it. Yeah, I've got yeah. it here. Um, yes, yeah, so obviously Lipinski went down very early. Um, no, <laughs> very sad. <laughs> very sad. <laughs> uh, it was super early in the game. Did you already like really abusive like Twitter DMs. Oh, oh lots. Yeah, <laughs> plenty, plenty of tags out there. Thanks, thanks everyone for that one. But no, he, he started the game pretty, I wouldn't say hot. We, we were sort of flagged last week, maybe a few handballs too many for Lipinski, but he, he had five handballs uh, in the first quarter before going down with an ankle injury. Looked pretty, looked bad, but obviously he's going to be able to play for round one. So it was kind of just that internal role, uh, hopefully not going to affect him too much. And he was in the opening centre bounce. So the opening centre bounces for that one, if you want to know, Lipinski, Degoe, Crisp. And on the other side, uh, Cornelio, Kelly and Tom Green, which I'll get to in a little bit. Very mm. exciting stuff. Um, but the first player I want to touch on in here, can we just give this guy 2G for P right now? Nick Dacos before playing a game, the first ever 2G for P. He is. He's too good. I'm happy to He's do it. He's too good. I'm happy to do it. I think I agree. Like, Give it to him. Now, let's no. get that. Have you got the Well, the thing graphic? is, there's no point. Like, He's going to go first in everyone's draft yeah, like, in top-ups, oh. things like that. No one's going to be giving up for a long time. So there's no, no point talking about him on the podcast. No, no, there really isn't. He's, so, he's way too good. Are we happy? You happy with that, Kaz? Yeah. Is there, there a button? Oh, there isn't. Not at the moment, sorry. But uh, That's how he's 
He's broke the breakout track. Yeah, yeah. Have doesn't, them, doesn't work. Ready. Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't expecting this. That's all. But now so, I think we're two D four PM. Well, up. he scored ninety nine from thirty one disposals, just doing whatever the hell he wanted down back, um, just floating around. Thirst. Uh, God, this guy's like the definition of observable thirst. He wants the ball all the time, throwing his arms around, running for one twos. They, they were he saying. He does everything. I think I, was, I heard this on the traders, but they were, they were saying that. Um, that they tried to like Collingwood were actually saying that they tried to move him into spots like where they could rest him on the ground and he just kept finding the footy there as well <laughs> yeah. like, it was just an absolute magnet oh so. god it's so yeah. good to be watching him and you're going to love having him in your team I'm actually so. going to tweet it out now that uh, Nick Dacos has just been made 2G4 um, so some other players the other Dacos brother surprisingly mm-hmm. the, the two Dacos were me. just on fire so he was looking great on a wing they were even talking through the broadcast that basically had a word to the coach he was like where do you play your best footy he said on the wing want to play the wing and um, that's where he's going to be playing so he was obviously playing a lot of forward last year after a pretty good year the year before playing in on mid- that in, in a bit of that wing mid role mm. so um, exciting times for owners, I would say. He scored 81, um, had the 22 disposals, three marks, five tackles. Now, I don't think, you know, Collingwood's probably not going to be in that great a team this year, so it's probably going to be an up and down ride if you're playing a wing. But he oozes class as well. You know, he, he is a Dacos. And there was times a couple of years ago when he was playing that wing, I was so, so high on him playing that role. And mm. I thought he might actually get a bit more inside mid-time, which mm-hmm. I was very excited about. But... Josh Dacos, he's, he's going to be bouncing back this year Good. for sure. Good. The other players I want to talk about, look, Tyler Brown had a lot of midfield time early. I think this was just some practice match. Um, he did it the week before and hardly got a touch. Can I just jump in on the CBA analysis? Sign up as a member if you're not to check those out. Um, last three games he played last season as well was way above his season average too. Different coach, obviously, back then. But You're uh, talking about Tyler Brown? Yeah. Okay. So Tyler and Callum, I think, both had CBA bumps in their final three, game, three games. I know Tyler was injured, but the three games before he got injured, he was like increasing his CBAs then too. Mm. So, so anyway, he had like yeah. 17 touches. Scoring didn't come though. Just Low time on ground, yeah, 12 CBAs. I personally think it was more of just give him a run in the trial game, yeah. in the practice match. But I don't. Well, even if he does, I just can't see him being a fantasy scorer. So yeah. And obviously matter. because Lipinski went down early as yeah, well, he, he didn't start in there. So anyway, I think that's just a bit of a, a, a trial run and his brother didn't come on until the second quarter. So that was when Lipinski was ruled out. Ollie Henry, I think there's a couple of us that are keen on him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he, he looks really nice, um, just quality-wise. A stash, not going to score you too much this year, but he's just so smart as a forward. Mm. Um, and Jack Ginnivan mm-hmm. also just looks long-term like mm. a guy. Still not. Th- both these guys just aren't going to do much for you this year, but if you're in a dynasty and you're stashing, that sort of thing. I'm definitely going to say Ginnivan at some stage this year. I'm definitely going to mm. pronounce that wrong. I was surprised on the broadcast. Yes, it yeah. caught me. <laughs> yeah, it caught me. Um, <laughs> And probably just one player to mention as well. I know a couple of us are keen on this guy as well, but um, Trent Bianco. Mm. Look, he, he didn't he didn't start on the ground, so he's probably a guy that right now isn't in best twenty two calculations. But when he came on, he just looked really good again. So it's a tough one. I think um, again another guy you could look at. Just wait till he gets a gig, and if if a role appears, like he could be a good scorer this year. If the role emerges. So, if like a defender yeah. comes out and they're like, okay, we're going to try Bianco down back. He's a guy that you can pick up off your wire because I think he'll be able to score if he plays in a solid role. In the 
trial match last week. He was playing that like small, medium forward role. Yeah. And it was just, he was like locked in the forward 50 and that's not a good place to be locked nah, in. Nah, it's probably, he's probably another couple of years away, unfortunately. Just in terms of role, I think he could do it right now. If he got Sorry, it's just dawned on me that we've probably got a few new listeners in the off season that haven't listened to the podcast in four and never heard of 2G4Ping before okay. and understanding what that means. So mm. it'd just be probably worthy to note that 2G4Ping means too good for the podcast, uh, which means um, there's no point talking about them because they're going to be kept in all leagues, they're going to be drafted in all leagues. Um, they're going to be hard to we get talk hands about on, shit so. players. Yeah, we only talk about the lesser knowns and the ones that are going to bring value. And obviously, guys, that uh, and just to mention, that's why we still talk about the Matt Crouches and stuff who have had one off year and, and somebody yeah. may have dropped them in a shallower league as yeah. well. So, yeah, or just yeah, Good might time. go a bit later than usually in drafts as well. Mm. So, yeah. Anyway, that's we'll all on. I had on that one. But um, also, guys, just um, there's a lot of defensive stocks out at the moment for Collingwood. So Kruger's out. Nathan Murphy went down injured, and Maynard. Um, got suspended for the first two rounds. So, probably interesting to note mm. in terms of maybe just look at who's going to get those roles for the first couple just of weeks. Just on Kane Corns, he reckons there was nothing in the Maynard uh, hit. Well, I haven't actually really seen it. I'm going <laughs> to say He's definitely at the ball it. first, it but it was very, very late. <laughs> like, he could have actually just stopped and stood on the mark instead of mm. like. So, they challenged yeah. it. It was upheld two weeks. Yeah, he could still got the two weeks. But yeah. All right, moving on to GWS. Um, I've got some classic notes remaining on here, so I better not read Delete those. those. No. <laughs> Look, <laughs> Jake Riccardi, though, <laughs> looking staunch, yeah. real girthy. He's been at the same gym as Hef, I reckon. Yeah. Honestly, looks like he's put on some serious Pipes weight. There's us. some Just genuine pipe watch. Things. Teaching him a few Genuine things. pipe watch there, but his work rate, I, I really I really like Riccardi as a, as a fantasy player, as a player in general. I thought you were going to say as a person. As a person, yeah, <laughs> just a lot. Just, On an emotional level, yeah, I think we buy it. Yeah, yeah, just, just yeah. a lot. I just really like him as that super late player in drafts. Um, he, he always sneaks around for those plus six. He works so hard up the ground for him. And yeah, he, he looked really good in this game. So did it turn into a scoring score? I don't know. I've been really working on my eye, eye test in this one. I'm going to have a look now. Scrolling down, 79. Solid. Kick happy. three goals. Take that. Yeah. Kick three goals, seven marks. That's what I'm talking about. He just gets up the ground. So, yeah, really excited for him. And thinking Hogan didn't play as well, he's probably going to have that freedom to just go up the ground and do what he wants. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's actually talk of Hogan being right for round one. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, I mean, yeah. Hogan can play deep. So, they can let they can let Riccardi go up the ground. And I think that extra player just takes a, a better defender off him. So, yeah, very excited. A um, few pretty big names in terms – I know these guys are big and classic, but there was just that um, – mixture of Proust and Flynn again, which still kind of didn't get super answered in this. And But we know now Proust is suspended for round one. Only one week though. Um, Proust though just looked great. And I'd probably, from if, if I was Leon Cameron, I'd be looking at Proust and be like, gee, this guy's ready to go. So he started forward though. Flynn started in the ruck, Proust started forward. I still don't know what the hell to think with this ruck mix. All I'll say is though, Proust scored really well, 85 points. Only 14 hitouts, but when he was around the ball, six marks, six tackles, you know, he did it, he did it all. And he physically just looks great and like trim, just fit and everything. So, mm-hmm. good signs from Proust. Do you me. reckon there's a chance they just play in tandem though? Because like- oh, Absolutely. Flynn's got a yeah. great set of hands. You can play absolutely as well. But I mean, he scored 85 in this one doing that. Yeah. Does he do I mean. that every week? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's tough. Yeah. It's still so tough, but I wouldn't be spending a high draft pick on him still. Yeah. Okay. Um. The big news from this one for me was Callan Ward playing in defence. Mm. Finally, we've had a shuffle of the magnets from Leon. And oh, there's been talk about this for like five years, I reckon. Oh, yeah. But th- <laughs> look, you can't move. He had 30 touches and 11 marks in the defensive line for Cal Ward. Now, not only is it exciting for what it frees up for our midfield, but Callan Ward now 
looking like a DPP chance in the first, you know, six weeks if you've got that set set on your leagues. I'd be very excited to be taking some ward later in the drafts. He's still going to be overlooked by a lot of people, especially yeah. those that missed the practice match, was playing in mm. defense. We might not even see his like scoring go down as a defender either. Like he might just score pretty similar than he did in the midfield as well. He's like, tunned up in this. He's 100, one of those, 118. He's one of those players mm. that's getting to the age where they'd probably struggle in the midfield, but score like, just, like classical Aaron Hall, you know, you couldn't play him in the midfield, but you could play him on a halfback flank and Perhaps score even better. Yeah. Mm. So it's going anyway, to be that was very exciting, but the more exciting thing was that it freed up Tom Green to go yeah, inside. Okay, so he was at the starting centre bounce. So the starting centre bounce was Kelly Canelio, who I think I'll just mention right now, he's now already 2G from P as well. We, we spoke about him for one week. He dropped the 120. He's now off again. He's, he's back in the midfield looking Surely. awesome. But Tom Green in the guards, very excited to see his breakout this year and it's happening. Mm. The breakout's happening. If, if Callan Ward, I spoke about it on the GWS pod, we needed one change for him to get in there. Callan Ward's out, he's in. Juicy. Yeah, that's, uh, oh, that's, Perfect. A, that's a take. That's last, a take. The last one I want to talk about, you're the Oracle. I think you need mm. to bust out the ball. Oh, hang on. You need to bust it out. <laughs> yes. For the visual listeners you at home. You're talking to the camera, talking to your microphone for it to actually go to you. Yes. Do you know who I'm talking about? Tano Bruin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Tanner Brune, um, 60 points, but by golly, the Oracle's on something again because <laughs> he looked fantastic, just so hard at it. And this is one where if you're in your stash leagues, look out, like this guy's on my watch list long term because he's all, he looks awesome. He's going to have low time on ground probably for this year, maybe next year. Mm-hmm. But the way he attacked the footy, the confidence, I think I'm, I spoke about it before as well um, on our previous GWS pod late last year, started randomly getting CBAs. It's like, why are they, they've got this Tanner Bruin, they're putting him in center bounces in the finals. What's that about when you need to win a final? That, it's because he's he's a future gun and he looks really good already. Toby Green out for six weeks. You know, Some there's injuries up there. Yeah. Stato, I'll accept the apologies via my Twitter DMs if you're interested. I still don't think he's going to start in too many classic teams somehow, but well, uh, <laughs> once again, people miss the boat, don't they? <laughs> sure. So it was 12 centre bounces in this one. Um, pretty low time on ground, but yeah. Looks good. All good. right. Let's move on to the next game. Sydney versus North Melbourne. Was that you too, Dossie? It was. Uh, it was. You've got my voice for a little bit longer. I'll try and get through this a little bit quicker. Um, so this one was a bit of a wet game. Um, I looked at some of the guys that were starting in the centre bounces again, and the big one probably to talk about, not really been talked about. We certainly mentioned him um, a little while ago, but Tristan Cherry. Yeah, did not see this coming. The number one ruck in this game. So um, it was Todd Goldstein playing second fiddle to mm. Tristan Cherry, and boy, did he finally take advantage of that. Did you see the score? It was big, 120, wasn't it? It was a 110, I believe. 110. Yeah. So, looks great as a as a um, as the primary ruckman. But we already knew that he's done it in the VFL. He averaged 108 in the VFL last year. So, coming in, we can we can tell that if he gets that role, he's going to explode. Does he play there? Does he get it ahead of Goldie? Oh, I is think it he time? does. Like, because I, th- I don't know. I'm, I, I, I'm so skeptical. One of them does. One, well, one of them does. Is it Coleman Jones or is it him? One of them does. I think Col- per, for, personally, I think Coleman Jones plays pure forward. I think it's between. It's yeah. Well, then I think it the, does because I think Goldstein plays forward as well. Like, the they, the they big rotate. question for me is if they were going to do this, why didn't they trade Goldstein and get something for him? 
No, yeah. but then I, I think they've just decided. Plus, Goldstein would have to want to go yeah. as well. Like, oh, he probably just yeah. wants to finish I'm sure his career Todd really wants to pl- fucking have another wooden spoon to his I think, I think he said he wanted career. to stay there. Yeah, like, be one club yeah. players, oh. sentiment there. Surely, even if your club's terrible, you want to be part of it, like, just to the end. You want to retire there with all your mates and stuff? It's been a poor, long slog for <laughs> Todd Goldstein for many years. Yeah, he's had a couple prelims. That's fair enough. I, I respect that. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, I just, you know, yeah, that's my point. Yeah, I don't know. One of them does, and I, I think... Jerry did himself a lot of favors playing like this in, mm. the, in the preseason match, so I think he could be the one. It's between those two, isn't it? Because I think they play they play Goldstein and someone else this season because someone to kind of work under him and learn yeah, from him. and and yeah. yeah, for me, you know, obviously the stocks are way up. He's just got the forward status in a lot of leagues at the moment, so he well, that's the big thing. <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. so he's got forward status. You have to get the ruck status in AFL fantasy at least. I'm not sure what his ultimate. Um, one is probably very similar because he did play primarily for. I'm pretty sure it's the same. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he's added on. So the reason he scored so crap last year was because he had that, he that forward, forward role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was touted as being the the sort of one to take over. And I think they're keen. Like like he was talked about going elsewhere and he might even go elsewhere at the end of this year if he doesn't get the role. So I think they're keen to give it a crack. Right. Wait and see. Jared Polek. Mm. <laughs> Apparently he's, he's, he's locked, locked, in. locked in. in for round one. Jeez, he was delisted. Um, yeah, he, he looked really good actually early. Um, he got he got injured as well in this game, but 75 points. Yeah. Um, Mid-only disposals. though, was disposals. Yeah, but I mean, you know, he's he potentially going to be cheap free in yeah. the draft. Yeah, true. Yeah, no one Wouldn't be the worst it. last pick for your bench, would it? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, exciting times for uh, Jared Polek. Luke McDonald now mm. still Aaron Hall's out of the team, so that role's probably temporary. But depending on how when Aaron Hall gets back, Luke McDonald's going to be a pretty solid score for a few weeks. Is it Luke McDonald twenty twenty styles? No, uh, it's not big. to that extent because you've got Zebul back there, you know, stealing a lot of the pill. Yeah, but yeah, it looked good. He he definitely commands it back there. So I became for a f- first few weeks, but the problem is he's only got mid status. Mm. So it's yeah. kind of like you know. I don't know. It, it's it, a lot of risk to put on it. And then if Paul does come back in the first couple of weeks as well, you yeah, might go back exactly. to hope, so, yeah, It's a real yeah. It's a pick you don't want to hope that he gets deep. You're not picking him yeah. purely on the hope that he not gets deep. Not too here. excited on this. Um, Tyron Thomas, is he? He's 2G, way 2G. 2G. Way. All right. I won't talk about it. Get him. out. Get out uh, of here, Tyron. There's not really Tyron. much else to talk about. It's north. No, like, well, let's move on to yeah. Sydney then. Let's move on. Um, mo- talking about Sydney, I'll just scroll up here. I don't know who's... I'm trying to remember who's... Heaney technically not 2G for P, but he is. He's way 2G. He's 2G, yeah. He didn't average. Someone who's not is Justin McInerney. Yeah, Justin McInerney <laughs> carved up. So, he was playing on a wing, taking that role off from that Dawson had at the end of last yep. year. And i got to eat this one up, boys, because I think I was a bit sceptical. But I did say that I wanted to see it. Yeah. I've seen it. I'm, I'm on. I did flag that you want him playing as a winger and not a defender. Yeah. And he definitely playing on that. All, he was, he was thirsty the in the bits that yeah. I saw. That he got a CBA yeah. and then kicked the goal from the CBA, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. No, he does look really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, jump on board. He's definitely rising my rankings. He's probably only be a defender for one year though. So, bank on that. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this year could be awesome. Look, <laughs> excuse me, Braden Campbell didn't put the score on the board. Looks great long term. I'm worried. Yeah. This year. Sorry. This year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I watched this game and I was just like, he just looks so far down the pecking order in because Blakey was really good. I don't know if you're going to talk about him, but like I just, yeah, I wouldn't be, yeah. I'm not chips in on main uh, Campbell this why year. Does, so. Why does Oliver Florent have 105 next to his name? And I don't think he was playing on the wing either. He's playing the midfield, wasn't he? In the guts. Yeah, that's the thing. So I think the Swans were very experimental in this game with mm-hmm. their midfield rotation, which, you know, Florent started 
inside as well. Yeah. And there was a few things. Obviously, Mills came back in this one and only mm. played half a game. So, right. he only played about 46% time on ground. Heaney, who's been talked about as playing inside midfield, only had five centre bounces, barely played in there. Also had low time on ground for Heaney. So, I think Horse was playing around. And, and mm-hmm. that's why I'm not rising... Um, Florent up my rankings. No, he's no, such an up and down player, yeah. so he can have that. They're versing North, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But exactly. he can be a hundred or a fifty, and like, yeah, scorer. Yeah. So anyway, I'm not too keen. But the guy that um, there's two, there's probably two guys that went, you know, way up my ranks on this game, including um, three guys, including just a few swans here. McInerney, obviously, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Your the guy you mentioned before, Nick Blakey, the lizard, the lizard playing. On a halfback role, which amazing. he took over really last good. year, I think he averaged around a seventy in his last three or three or five With games. Two injury affected scores in there. Yeah, mm. and the other thing that the the biggest thing for me, I was keeping an eye on his time on ground. He had around the eighty five percent mark, and before that, last year he just couldn't stay on the ground. He'd get yeah. gassed. They'd be bringing him off. He'd also had those injury affected games as well. He looks to be the one, and and. We talked about it on the Swan Spot. I was like, look, one person's going to take this role. Yeah. Who is it going to be? I thought maybe Braden Campbell would be the one. It looks like the Lizard is the man. Is new Jordan mm-hmm. Dawson or the new back replacement for Jordan Dawson? And he, he just, mm-hmm. he's run and burst off the back line, kicks every time, never handballs, yeah. kicks every single time. <laughs> but he pushes time. to the next contest as well. Like, yeah. Get, yeah. And they were looking, and, they were looking yeah. to handball off to him on yeah. the back. So, yeah, look out. It's the Blakey breakout. Decent peg. I think he went at 75% disposal efficiency yeah. as well. The so. other guy. Dylan Stevens, mm. as advertised this mm. preseason, looked so good. Yeah, and got plenty of time on the wing as well. I think he was the most attended winger. Yeah, out of so that. this guy's a lock for me, like just coming up, rising up as a breakout. I just don't see a way it doesn't happen. He He's mm. passed the eye test with flying colours. Mm. Like they've everyone said, he's put on heaps of size, but- mm. He just he was a guy two years ago I was so excited about and I'm like, where'd this guy go? Mm. He's back. He was impressive. As I thought was James Robottom, who I think's been dropped down a lot of people's ranks too after a bit of a rank twenty twenty one, but he was another one who was like, Oh yeah. He's yeah, the, come back. That's what I'm, I'm just so I'm just so Oh, their midfield mix is yeah, an absolute I'm just so nightmare. interested in that. Yeah. yeah. It's a nightmare. But correct. He had a good game and just looking at his time on ground as well, which is always tends to be low. He had 79%, mm. which, uh, and the top center bounce attendee. So, scored 93. I still just am a bit worried about that midfield mix mm. come round one. Agreed. But yeah, a couple of good guys to rise up the ranks. Mm. Sydney are just so fun to watch in fantasy at the moment. Mm. But they also played North Melbourne. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> the, ra- the random, just a random name for. Um, classic coaches of the pod pod and maybe draft coaches who might dabble in this. Paddy McCartan looked awesome as a defender as well. Yeah, classic. I think he's going to be of value, that's for sure. Absolutely. But yeah, looked all right as well. Uh, I'll go on to the derby. Um, my God, West Coast are horrible. <laughs> they are so stinky. Oh, you don't have any arguments from a West Coast <laughs> fan here. Like, Poor Dossie. I just honestly can't see you winning a game for a long time until you yeah, get some the of those stars back. firmly ours this year. Purely you can't win the ball. That's the Biggest issue. The, the only guy who won the ball uh, for West Coast was Tim Kelly, who's 2G4P, uh, had 110. But honestly, I reckon outside of Gaff, uh, Kelly, Witherden, Hearn, and Nick Nat, from a general fantasy point of view, no one else is relevant. Like, it comes back to what I was saying. I can't remember if it was who had the West Coast thing, but it's like Witherden for days in your, you know, yeah. long term. Just it's going to be down there all yeah. the time. The issue is that you can't um, really talk about anyone else because. The, there's no one winning the football. Mm. Like if Kelly or Gaff don't win it in the middle, no one else can get the footy basically. So it's just, it's dire, dire at West Coast. Look, Witherden was probably the pick of the bunch from a, you know, TG, uh, from a, 
pod kind of perspective, he had yeah. 84, 27 touches. Um, 21 of those were kicks and he took six kick-ins. Uh, Hearn took four, McGovern took two. So, um, seems to be the preferred option back there. Look, I think with Hearn going out, um, you know, we've talked about possibly Duggan, but he's injured. So, for the moment, it's just game on for Alex Witherden. Yeah. Look, look, apart from that, I'll try and pick some bits and pieces out. Tom Joyce, who I think he just signed today. Yeah, he, he had signed. 58. He actually, he actually showed some flashes in the guts. Um, he just was, yeah, he just showed a bit of ticket. Obviously, he was fighting for a contract, so um, that, mm. but obviously, once can't really recommend him. Uh, Brady Hoff, he had 65. He showed some glimpses too. He, wasn't he? I thought he was your boy in our in our draft day fantasy kit. Was no. he not? No. Hmm. That's Connor McDonald. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Hoff, yeah, he looks good, but once again, I, I, if he's, you know, your, your best kind of kid yeah. coming through without any experience mm. around him, I'm, I'm worried about his scoring. Bit of half-back role though, and I heard Shuey talking him up mm. uh, pre-game or in the middle of the game, so. Yeah. Mm. Once again. Uh, it's going to be tough. Connor West had 62. Uh, your boy Jermaine Jones had 75. But they, they all had moments. But, you know, it's just Jermaine really Jones, like with forward status. Okay, with forward yeah. status and with no one able to attend center bounces for them. Yeah. And he seemed to get in there still. You know, if he puts up a 70, he, he managed to get a 75 in this one. Could he go better in the real thing? Or? Pot- potentially, but like it's a trial match. People don't take it too easy. I just, yeah. I just don't see West Coast winning a lot of ball early on in the season which I'm makes just trying to help you out mate pick a 100% couple. <laughs> the one guy I want to steer you away from Sam Petrevsky Seaton he played 57% time on ground had 36 points and I honestly did not see him once so we kind of talked maybe he could be a guy who you know sneaks into a midfield spot um, yeah he was MIA so way underdone I'm still giving him a chance because that midfield spot that he should potentially play when he's fit I don't know I'm just waiting I'm, I'm giving him another chance I would avoid any eagle if possible Oh, yeah. that's my gut feel uh, the Dockers did look good uh, obviously they did play pretty uh, under strength um, eagle side but Will Brody 96 points from him he looks legit uh, 23 touches had 8 tackles from only 67% time on ground so you'll love that he worked I was going to mention it he, well, he worked back really well into defence which I haven't seen from his game at the at the Suns but he looked really really um, you know like he wanted to work hard and I think that's going to hold him in good stead for the rest of the season look Oh, highly unlikely he'll be a long-term center forward from what he's doing this year because he's very much inside. But look, I think you can definitely roll with him this year. And if he, you know, turns into that genuine midfielder, then you've got a winner because he can find the pill. You yeah. worried? Um, just the Tom and ground. That's it. Mm. There like, are a few what? good mids in that Fremantle side. That's the the issue. Do you think? Do you think this is the role that they're going to play him? I think so. They, they were trialling the role that they're going to play him round one, which is low time on ground forward mid. Potentially. I don't like, know, I don't know like how the is, ceiling stays like, is Matt like Fife, that high. The only, Matt Fife's the only other guy to kind of come back into that side, you know? I'm just the biggest Brody. Like, I love Will Brody as a player and as a fantasy player. I'm just, the yeah, I wanted the time on ground to be high in this game. That's all. He, that's didn't, all. he didn't play the week before, did he? No, he did. He carved he did. up. Okay. Carved up. Okay. Well, yeah. then- I don't know. I think in classic he's a lock, but I'm still keen on him because the forward, I love, I love the forward him. status, yeah, you got a free him. swing. you got a free swing. I just, yeah. 
One guy who uh, spent lots of time on ground, who is just super fit at the moment, is Matt Tabernar. He had 93 points. He was just a workhorse up and down and up and down, kicked two goals, one. Um, and the delivery to the forwards at times from the Dockers players is very poor. So I've always been a big fan. Um, mentioned in the podcast earlier this year that if he can get a good run at it with injuries, he's a genuine key position player who is a good fantasy scorer. So I'd be locking him into his sides because he might slide down a few draft orders off the back of a couple average years, but he looks fit and firing. Uh, Blake Akers had 92 points. It's probably one of the better games I've seen him play for a while too. He looked thirsty, found 22 touches, just roamed up and down the wing. I'm a bit worried because there was no James Aish or Darcy Tucker. Um, and we've seen Blake Akers not be in their best 22 at times last year. So um, I think this might be a bit of a preseason sucked in game. Um, the 92 will flash up on a few people's you I know, think, um, radars. Yeah, like Louis messaged us saying, because I was going off about a few players. I was like, oh, this guy scored this, this guy scored yeah. this. And he was mm-hmm. like... There was so there was 139 marks for Freeman to win this game, and he was telling rattling off the season average from last year, which was a lot lower than that. So, um, this was just such an easy game to score, basically. Yeah. Just marks, as I said, well, when you're playing against such a weak side, yeah. yeah. Didn't you compare them to uh, North Melbourne? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. That's, that's, that's fair honestly equation. where they're at. That, that's probably something we should just mention right now is that. Keep an eye in the early rounds. Like, we don't know, you know, West Coast might just turn it on somehow. But I'd be streaming against West Coast. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I'm going to be streaming against them in the early rounds because they might get spanked. There's going to be some fantasy scores going around those games, that's for sure. Now, the guy you messaged us about, Dossie, you got very excited about one Heath Chapman. He had 90 points. Now, I don't know if you heard this on on the coverage. This is a direct quote from the chief, Jason Dunstall. He's just snuck up on us. He's just an accumulator. Yes, I did mm. hear that. I watched this game. Uh, <laughs> and if that didn't get anyone's attention, I don't know what would. 23 it's touches. It's because he was like leading disposals at that yeah, time or something. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's got 15. Yeah. It's before half. Like, it was like, whoa. Finished with 23 touches, eight marks out of defense. I think he's a massive chance for round one. Just the nice size about him. He's that real hybrid, you know, third, natural third it's tall kind of thing. I yeah, think. Yeah. But he's like slender. Yeah, and slender and lean and looks like he can run. But uh, look, uh, Nathan Wilson's surely going to be out. He played a majority of 2021. You know, I kind of have him on the outer anyway, Nathan Wilson. Look, I lock and load him into their best 22. I'm just not sure whether a 90 is really what you should be expecting purely from the playing West Coast. Look, I wish that they played a different opponent in one of the trials because yeah. he scored, <laughs> yeah. I think he scored 78 and then 90. And yeah. he, it was just the eye test for me. He is a star. Mm. This guy's a star. Yeah. Seriously, and I'm just so excited to draft him in my leagues. Like, give one, me all the Chapman stock. One I was probably thinking is another year away before I'm actually interested. Yeah, I think. But now it's like, yeah, I'm back on. Because there was like Geordie Clark, um, Hayden Young, and Chapman, yeah. who's the guy? And I think mm-hmm. even for us as well, I like feel sorry for some of the listeners. I think we were like, oh, who, who should I rate? You know, is Chapman in there? Is he the one? And just I hadn't seen enough to really give him that, mm. and he has just like blown me away. I still think Hayden Young's still got. I still some think they're good. I just yeah. Chapman for me is just blown me away. Mouth to feed because he got Luke Ryan chewing up points back there as well. Mm. It's, yeah, it's interesting. And Jordy Clark had uh, what do you have? Eighty two. He yeah, looks nice. really good. I think he's going to be a DPP at at some stage. He oh, looks absolutely. Into that side. Yep. Um, and our boy Sam Swetkowski. Yeah. Uh, 66 as well he had a couple not, I don't know if he was CBAs but definitely wing attendances and stuff like that he was around the around the ball a bit um, only 69% time on ground for Switter too so listers he's one forward. listers are forward he's one just to kind of like take it. late yeah. Yeah. yeah he's got a leap about him but I like him <laughs> um, 
Gold Coast versus Geelong. Uh, I watched the second half. I had some issues in the first half. Dossie kind of helped. So I might rattle off a few names and we can just bounce off, you know, mm. some ideas. It's hard to not start with uh, Benny Ainsworth, 109 no. points. No. Do you believe – is he going to be like a real hype draft pick this weekend? Well, if our draft is anything to go I'm by, not drafting. I, so. <laughs> I, I am not sold. I think he got everything going his oh. way. Wow. I think he got everything going as well. Kick, four, goals, kick? Four. four goals, one. Yeah. Already have 19 touches, seven marks, two tackles. Look, he, he was impressive. And this is what Ben Ainsworth can do. But then next week, Ben Ainsworth will give you a pretty lackluster 53. Yeah. You know what? We just see um, these medium, small to medium forwards mm. in the trial, in the traditionally in the Amy series. Mm. Just go out and carve like this is exactly what Darcy McPherson did a couple of years ago. Just mm. you just get those open runs at marks and the marks yep. are way up yep. without that pressure. Yep. You know, set what do you get? Seven marks in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just not going to happen in the pre- yeah. in this in the real season. I still think there's value in because he's best twenty two and he'll he'll have a few good games, but mm. is he going to explode? I don't think so. That's my gut feel. Uh, Matty Rao, what did you think of his return game? He managed, yeah. managed a ton without a single mark. That's two weeks in a row he hasn't taken a mark. You know, yeah. if, you, if you had your draft, you know, a few weeks ago, you probably, if it was a startup keeper I'm talking about here, mm, yeah. you probably got Rao super late. Yep. I wonder what he's going in the ADP. So I'll have a look. Where did he go in our, in our mock draft? I reckon Early Stevie reckon. Fizz got him. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon was, Stevie Fizz got him oh, pretty late. Oh, I don't know. I reckon it was in the 100. I don't know. I'll have a look, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give me a second. But anyway, what I'm saying is stocks are way, way up after that performance mm. looked fit firing. You yeah. can take, you can talk about oh, it. He, he just looked, he just looked back to what we saw in 2020. Yeah. Um, you know, who knows what it will be in the end, but he just looked confident in his body. Um, yeah. As he said, fit, was happy to lay the tackles. No shoulder strapping was the it interesting was nice. one as well. And oh, a bit of a shaved head too. He might be. Do you want to know where he went? Pick 55 overall. Well, wow, okay. Stevie Fizz. All right. That's a later. In yeah. a lot of other like single season ones, he's been going like round 16, round 15. Mm. And yeah, I've noticed I've done, that. But, I'll um, grab the, um, I will grab the ADP numbers in a second. We'll just have a look. So I'm talking about about two clicks away from getting them up here. But in the ADP numbers here, Rao has been going at oh, average of pick 30. So, wow. Yeah, that's pretty high. People are keen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very keen. <laughs> Maybe not so late. Yeah. On another guy who really impressed me was Will Powell. Uh, he looks to be the prime mover out of defence for the Suns. Um, you know, kick-ins. We know that Jack Bowes is not playing there. Jack Lacocious played up forward. And a bit worried about Jack Lacocious scoring this year, but he looked really, really good up forward as an actual target and as an excitement machine. But, um, yeah, Will Power was quite impressive back there. Would he end up with 91 points, 20 touches, you know, seven marks. Yeah, as he said, probably got it a bit his way, but he just looks to be the guy who is probably the, you know, the next kick-in taker there, which we know can, you know, give you a 15-point bump. I was really high on him and then I got sort of slightly worried due to the Lockie Weller inclusion, but in this game- Lockie you know, Weller was so boring. Yeah, like Powell's the guy yeah. still. Well, who, who are the kick-out splits? That'd be interesting to It would be yeah. interesting, yeah. but- yeah. I'll, I'll have a look. Yeah. I'll have a look. The thing is that if you, from just watching the second half, like- it was just like, why is everyone? Why was everyone hyping Lucky Weller last week? Like, no, Weller yes, had four, yeah. and and Powell had one. He but, had the kick-ins, yeah. but apart from that, like, it wasn't. Yeah. He was wasn't like 
oh my god, he's going to get heaps of ball and he's you know running, working hard. It was just like it was just Lockie Weller. Yeah, if they, I know, but it's the, it is the kick in numbers, and we've seen scorers become like great scorers because of those kick in numbers. Mm. Like look, someone like Luke Ryan, Stephen May is above average because of the kick ins he gets. Yeah, yeah. Like it's still a factor, but if there's not a lot of points kicked, then there's not a lot of kick ins to be had. Just power had five thing. tackles in this, which is pretty awesome for a running defender as yeah. well. Mm. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not writing Weller off, but yeah, I don't think we ever, you should go super early as people are oh, like people. It. Yeah, there was a big overreaction yeah, from yeah. what happened last week. Yeah. Yes, it's it's definitely he's mu- going to be much better scoring as a forward playing defence, but yeah, yeah. Um, it was a bit of a, a bit of an overreaction. Um, and that's probably about it for you know. Rory Atkins managed to get a game uh, with Jeremy Sharp being uh, injured, uh, and Jack Lacoste just kicked three goals up forward. Only had nine touches though. So um, as you said, Doss. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, like worrying signs if he does play out forward. Oh, he looked good though. He looked really good. He looked awesome. Yeah. So I don't know, like I'm still high on him being that, you know, forward in the future. So yeah, I'm not too worried to be honest. Um, on to the Tigers. I'll let you talk about Zach Guthrie. <sighs> Wait, why'd you say the Tigers? I mean, the oh, I was going to say, I thought I was missing a joke then. <laughs> How good? <laughs> How bloody you good may, was you Zach may, Guthrie? You may, have, you may have twisted my arm here. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. And I think you'll be fine when Tom Stewart's back in. I didn't get to see too much of the game, but I did look at the scores um, when I was putting my son to bed and I saw Zach Guthrie's name right at the top when I just what did I nose. say? I, what did I say though? <laughs> last week, last week he passed the eye test, but what only got in the 70s, I think, in this you know stupid trial match. Now it's the real thing. Well, that real Amy Community <laughs> series. Zach Guthrie went to town. He just, he's just, he's going off this year. He's he plus. Plus 15 at least on his average. He's taking he's, it to another He's level. taking it 75 to 80 minimum. Mm. Lock it in. Uh, Tommy Atkins had 85 touches. He just good. seemed to be everywhere. Yeah. I'm not sure where he sits if someone like, I know that it's a completely different size, but he roamed a lot around half back. Is he a guy who might be one that takes a hit with Tom Stewart back in? I'm not yeah. sure. He, like, he, played in the, he played in defense last year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. but it wasn't hitting 85. Yeah, yeah so I'm like, nah, you're not keen on him. He nah, does this neither. every once in a while. Yeah. Good. I'm glad we agree there. Um, Joel Selwood, you got to talk about Joel Selwood. Um, you know, the old fossil. What did he have? He had. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the points per minute? Score. He had 83 points yeah. from 37% time on ground. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. That's just next level nuts. I, you know, it's kind of like Cochin. What do you do with these guys? But that's like, what happens when you don't have dead. to run out a full game. You can just go, like, it's spend true. all your tickets there and just rack them up. They so. should be dead. But um, <laughs> no, no, like, from <laughs> a fantasy point of view, like, <laughs> no one should be drafting them, but now everyone's going to be like, oh man, Cochin. Cotch and Sir would both have you know time left in him. I, I don't know. Risky. I've, still got, I've, I've still had time from late, late in drafts beforehand. Yes, yeah, so I Risky like play. All these guys, I've got time for late. Um, and two more to finish off. Uh, our boy Max Holmes. He had a better first half, I think. He didn't get too much of it in the second half, but did enough. He had a lot of wing attendances and showed yeah. enough, especially with the, the centre forward DPP. 75, 23 disposals. He still looks like yeah, the that. breakout's on. Yeah. yeah, I'll take that. I don't sure. know if it's going to be a huge breakout, but I think no. it'll be. Service, and again, Chris Scott's a guy forward. that just toys with preseason. You know, you oh, saw Jordan Clark last year. He just plays weird roles. So I'll be interested to see what his real role is. But Especially he has Mitch the upside. Comes in and stuff like that. Yeah, like what he has the him. upside, but yeah. It might be still a year away. Yeah, yeah. And lastly, I just thought Jeremy Cameron looked back to his best in terms of fitness and mm. um, just a bit of hunger. Kicked three goals, one. Seemed to get up the ground really nicely. 16 touches in a year where forwards are pretty slim. Um, and, you know, key forwards can be a bit hit and miss, but I thought he looked really good. So, just one. to What about your boy? You've been talking him up all preseason. Mm-hmm. He came on the ground for Geelong, the rookie. Yeah. Nick Stevens. I was... Didn't see much. He didn't. He got all of his touches in about that second quarter. He didn't. He, he was did. around the mark. But look, good to see him get a game. I think he's probably still a year off. But 
Yeah. It, to me, like he looks like a nice size, and he yeah. looks like he's doing the right things. No, he he, he looked he looked poised when he came on, mm. and I was like, oh, the Oracle's done it again here. But then he, <laughs> he, he quietened down a bit. Stash him, <laughs> stash him away for twenty twenty three. All right, that wraps up all the game reviews for the Amy Community Series. Now, um, if you have enjoyed all the work we've done this preseason, please consider jumping on, supporting the podcast, and becoming a member. We've added a lot of new resources uh, in the off season, so we've got ADP numbers. We put out a document that has all the drafty fantasy scores and an analysis on mm-hmm. each yep. one of which saying Brady Hoff yeah. 93 fantasy points just see that Josh Gibbs kiss only averaged 55 yeah great intercept marker though yeah that doesn't mm. surprise me but like and I don't think he's going to be super awesome fantasy that's why I said um, mm. classic classic but yeah it did surprise me the way he kind of like actually attacked the footy though um, but anyway we're talking about membership so ADP is about it another brand new I guess we we'll call it a resource but the pod pod is now behind uh, the, on, is. on the website for the gold and silver members and your pre-season show has now finished it has so finished if yes. you want to complete uh, if you want to complete the year off and want to continually listen to the pod pod you have to be a gold or a silver member of the keeper league podcast huge news the other week as well yeah. in that we have got for the whole season with us kyle Me. holmes oh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> kyle holmes who was last year's runner-up in afl fantasy classic That's and he's cool. also a two-time top 10 finisher so i'm gonna be picking his brain sending him a few screenshots myself of my team before round one and, and we're he'll be a- ripping it to shreds because i listened to this week's and episode and he does not hold back on what he thinks no so, he's yeah. a gun um, but having him stato um the statesman who's obviously finished third back in 2018 and then louis who's always just up at the top One he's the gonna get lines. himself a cap or, or two in the future as well so um and dossie who's you know <laughs> yeah. he's well, quite a quite a good host <laughs> yeah. he goes, he goes yeah. all right yeah. are you are you going to like show your your teams before round one is that going to we'll be a season? S- i don't know if that's going to be a feature but we, i'm we happy g- for you to show mine if we you might want. show yours these boys want to keep their team secret because Which they is think fair enough. the one player they're like, gonna that's gonna be different to everyone they're, else they're actually the good at, they're actually good at classic whereas oh, i'm happy to share oh, the oracle i think the difference is going to come in your trading something more so than you well that's yeah i mean that's what Kyle sort um dictates on like preachers is that it's all about trading so what we feel is more beneficial is just doing a QA, and a like a big ass Q&A before round one sort everyone else's teams out because they don't want to hear Very about nice. especially that's Dossie's true team, yeah so. they care about their own anyway um, if you want to get access to that if you want your team picked apart we, we should talk less about classic on this podcast but get on board that so you can get access to the pod pod become a gold or a silver member of the Keeper League podcast plenty of other resources up there to help you with the Keeper Leagues as well a uh, bunch of gold members to read out this week Dossie I think it's your turn to read out the gold members I'll have a go. Where are we? All right. Gold members, thank you very much for becoming gold members, everyone. We've got Jeremy Wine, Alistair Ferguson, Martin Reynolds, Matt LaPlau, Tom Strout, Matthew Kelson, Michael Brennan, Urban Garuda, Peter Kendall, and Stuart Churton. A few familiar names in there, boys. A few very uh, familiar Twitter names on there as well. So people that get around the podcast a lot, support us, retweet all of our stuff, like everything. So Mm. thank you to all the gold members out there. Thanks, everyone. You do run the show really the reason why we do it all uh, alright podcast reviews now we mentioned earlier if we got 200 rev- reviews or ratings I have to go to footy training we've hit 200 so I'm going to footy training this weekend out at the uh, Kenilworth Kookaburras um, or sorry this week at the Kenilworth Kookaburras um, if I if we get to 300 I have to play a game is that right? You'll be playing a game well, if anyway. You get, if you get selected, I'm not playing a game. If you get selected, He'll mate. get selected when he keeps training each week. No, I'm not training each week. I'm going to one. But uh, yeah, if nah, 300, I'll go rock up to a few trains and try to get a, try to get a game. Nah, we're serious operators, mate. So. All right. Well, Is it Snitzel Night or something on Thursday nights yet? Oh, I think so, yeah. Is there a C-grade team at Kenworth? Uh, that's pending, I think. So, so if not, if would it be out of the question if I go back to my old club where I'll probably get a C-grade game? What, and versus? Yeah, go against you guys. <laughs> <Get> stuff, <mate. laughs> 
Well, at least right. you get a game that That's way. all right. It's a negative impact, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's good Subtract, for your team. Subtraction <laughs> by addition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, but anyway, Luke's, Luke Letter Slate has written a review this week. He uh, wrote, the big return, just writing this to Hefest to play footy again. So, we oh, want to yeah, see plenty of those. Want to see those, plenty of those on the uh, Apple reviews and rate us on Spotify as well so we can get those numbers up. All right. Let's get into it. The uh, listener questions, everyone's favorite part of the podcast. Let's do it. On to the listener questions. Uh, thanks, Dossie, for talking through that intro, but that's okay. I'm, I'm very aware of my string, I'm just saying. Oh, you, oh okay. hamstring awareness. Yes, I get it. We'll keep that into the podcast so everyone kind of gets the context there, so that'd be quite funny to listen to. But anyway, uh, listener questions. First one comes from Ruxton S. Uh, impact of Laird's injury on that Adelaide midfield, having seen more of the new coach's styles. Oh, sorry, that's the first question. So, there's two questions here. Impact on Laird's injury in the uh, Adelaide midfield. We kind of touched on that, Dossie. You watched that game. What do you think? Yeah, well, it was kind of, like I said, Keyes was playing forward. And I don't know whether that was just, you know, playing around or whatever, but it's going to be Keyes, Laird, Sloan, Schoenberg, I think, pretty much. And a bit of Dawson, as we've said, as they've sort of mentioned in the preseason. Mm. I, I don't, you know, Sam Barry, I don't think is going to be in there, that sort of thing. So, And the other question is, uh, having seen more of the new coaches' styles, which Carlton, Collingwood and Hawthorne players benefit most, uh, K's. Actually, I watched the I watched the current game. I think Zach Fish is going to benefit most from a new coach. I think in that time, probably George Hewitt as well. But he's new to the not he's new to the club though as well. So I think Zach Fisher is going to be one that's going to be plucked out. What do you think uh, in terms of uh, Collingwood Dossie? Who do you think is going to impact most of the new coach? I do think uh, like most probably Josh Dacos. Honestly, because yeah. like he was going, he was almost you know being dropped by. Mm. Keeper leagues now he's looking like a great play for the next you know five years. Mm. And do you have a, do you have a Hawthorne pick? Case? Uh, Hawthorne pick. I think John Newcomb is going to be a good one this year. Yeah, he seems to be. You know these guys that I think Sam the most Mitchell, CBAs. And I think oh, these yeah. guys that Sam Mitchell coached at Box Hill, he's obviously got an affinity with. Absolutely. So I think you know yeah. guys like Newcomb, um, as you said, Nash. I think you've kind of got to bump them up a bit because they're coaches' pets. Um, just saw Poulter was emergency on the mm. weekend too. So that Josh Dacos move mm, that's might, might be the yeah, he might time be heard, heard him. From him. There, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Um, at Trags to know uh, is Walters a trap now Kays you're, you're very hot on Walters last year mm-hmm. trading uh, humic luggage to get Walters yes is he a trap <laughs> yes say that, <laughs> say that again I know first hand wait say that again <laughs> he, played, he played West Coast so let's just relax and I think there's a he's not going to get midfield time and he's only scored well in the past when he's got some midfield time alright uh, at Fife the, uh, probably Fife the knife I'll probably cut off some of the name there he wants to know um, Cherry versus Coleman Jones who gets the nod who's got your gut feel let's just go around the table Dossie Cherry versus Coleman Jones who gets it round one Cherry's the guy that's going to be playing Ruck like yep. if he's playing so yep. yeah but do you think Goldie misses at all no oh, I, I, they're not he, dropping Goldie so it's going to be Cherry and Goldie if that's what you're saying yeah I think CCJ so. can play as well they're going to play CCJ He's written surely not all three play. So your answer is they all. all I think they can. They can like he's a. If you've got Larky and Colin Jones up there as like proper threats. Yeah, but then where do you play the other Ruckman when? I know, just off the bench. (laughs) Honestly, I think still um, have three. I think what they might do as well is um, give Cherry the the Cherry the full reins and put give Goldie a couple of rests. Like this guy's. How old is Goldie now? Like thirty six. Oh, he's done. He's done after this year. Like this. Yeah. So that's what I mean. I think they might just get him Cherry right for a couple of big matchups and maybe give. Get the Sherry Shane, right. the Shane Munford kind of effect. <laughs> right. A couple of actual real goes in the ruck because, like we saw, he can play really well when he gets when he gets actual a run in there. Mm. And where was CCJ anyway? Was he just? He was injured. Like, got injured last week, but they reckon he'd be right for round one. Okay, yeah, yeah it'd be interesting. 
Uh, at needs a FUIC, Max Holmes output this year. I think we touched on that. You said about 70, 75. You're Look, that? I think Possibly. I'm- Yeah, I think both of us are probably tentative just because I think they're toying in preseason. I think this guy's a future stud and I'm probably going to wind back a little bit what I said last week in terms of like super breakout right away just because look we saw it happen in the past with Geelong I it's think only his second year isn't it yeah well. yeah so uh, I'm just gonna wait I'm gonna I'm gonna be tentative on that one and say you know we're hoping for a 70-75 uh, at Fantasy Gun AFL was asking is it worth trading Zeeble and pick three to secure pick one and get Dacos I'd say yes Yes. Yes. All right. Adam Sargent, um, with the West Coast team falling apart at the seams, is it worth picking up a defender from them for cl- draft classic as the ball is generally going to be down that end an awful lot? That um, always sounds good in theory, yeah, but you have really to have works. the right player. Yeah. Mate, Someone like, like Witherden maybe. Witherden or yeah. Hearn, yes. Yeah. But anyone else, it's just like yeah. one, they've still got to have control of the, the ball. The ball's probably going to be going over the head yeah, more than For you to get it, else. you know. Yeah. There's a few. The thing is, West Coast is suddenly keeper relevant like immediately just because we're hit and rebuild. Yeah, yeah, immediately. Exactly. There's going to be some, yeah, some, some news some coming through there. New players. There's going to be some Jermaine Joneses out there that pop. Um, Robert McMullen wants to. Jones, <laughs> Robert McMullen <laughs> asks uh, Is Blake Akers worth keeping for 2022? Uh, probably not. No. No. Um, and then same goes for Angus Brayshaw. Is he worth keeping? So I was actually talking to a listener of the podcast who's got a very good theory about getting Brayshaw into your side this week. And sorry if I'm ruining your uh, your uh, strategy here. This person knows who they are. Um, he's thinking there's a contract situation. Yeah, there that, is what, Frio next Yeah, if yeah. he goes to Frio, goes back in the inside role, do we see him returning to that kind of midfield beast we saw a few years ago? So one looking forward to the future. So there's just a little theory. So I could make a case for holding on to Brayshaw. How many inside mids to Frio have them? Well, I don't know. They, they haven't really got a proper Chera replacement. Oh, I think it's Brody. I guess, the, Brody. I guess they'll Brody. just give a Rasmus. we talk about Will Brody? Yeah. yeah, we did. The Brody give Erasmus and yeah. Johnson, you know. Yeah, true. Two kids coming through. draft picks, just leave them in the toast for a bit. Yeah, all right. Uh, Simon Evans is asking, uh, Callum Ward on the weekend, zero CBAs, played across the half-back line. Do you see this as a reflection of being, Haynes being out and do you think it's a one-match thing or do you think it's a permanent role? I think it's the way that they finally get Green in there and I think Leon's probably realising that they're going to lose a couple more kids if they don't do this yeah. and they have to do it. Yep. Um, Hopper probably didn't play as much midfield as he usually would on the weekend so mm-hmm. that's probably you know Tom Green's still not going to get the bulk bulk midfield time I think it's going to be Kelly Cornelio Hopper and that mixture of green in there as well but yeah, yeah I think it's real um, but I never trust Leon but I do think it's real the second part of that question actually what does this mean for Tom Green essentially so you answer that season one season breakout well. so, yeah. uh, Craig Morano is asking uh, Tom DeConning and Jack Ross slot them in for round one I think you probably do Jack Ross probably gets a wing spot <laughs> What, just, just to play? Or? Yeah, just to play. play. I'm yeah. still like, I'm high on DeConning long term, but I still don't think he's going to have a great year consistency-wise. Do you think he just plays round one though? Oh, he'll play round one. Yeah, after that performance. There was probably a bit of doubt, but he played pretty well. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Zanker asked, boys, is Will Brody's value as high as it's going to get this year? Um, so he needs to be traded right now or is he the real deal worth holding on to? Forward status, yeah. I think you got to hold, hold him. that for sure. Yeah. yeah, unless you're getting something really juicy. Yeah, but that's what I mean. What are you going to get? And I don't think yeah. anyone's going to be willing to pay up. If yeah, the, you know, no. if especially for are. a guy that hasn't really played like played a lot of twos in the last couple of years as well. Yeah. Even though he's got enormous potential this year, they're probably not going to get anything big. Look, to get I'd, him. I'd listen though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd listen yeah, just because that time on ground still scaring me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Richard Eliardis is asking: start one, bench one, cut one. Uh, Big O, Reeves, Bruce, Case. Who you're starting? 
Uh, safety is starting big O, I yeah, think. Well, Bruce isn't playing around one, so nah. <laughs> we can, I think we can factor that out of the equation. Um, um, and yeah. then you're benching Bruce. Bruce and then cutting Reeves. Reeves. I think I might start Bruce, bench big O. I think and, Reeves is the cut. And then Reeves is the cut, yeah. Regardless. Yeah. Do you want to throw your away in there? You happy with that, Dossie? No, yeah, happy with that, mate. All right, cool. Uh, Wazzy, Akram, uh, last spot, <laughs> Pedler versus Haywood. Who are you going with? Dossie. Pedler's injured now. Is he? Mm. Yeah, okay. Last spot. Yeah, I don't think Pedler plays. I don't think. But long term, do you think, him. like, Pedler had big junior fantasy numbers, so. Yeah, but, or, okay, if this is a stash, yeah, Pedler's got but way But for this upside. season, Haywood? Yeah. Haywood, yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah, happy with that. Yeah. Um, at Sandgroper19, uh, thoughts on which player will likely add back status reclass early in this season? A few players I have, uh, Pendles, Dacos, um, Ward, and McDonald. Uh, at Josh um, Battle. He's already got defender got status. It. Doesn't he have defender status? He's forward. He's back forward, isn't he? Back forward. No. He's pure forward. I think ultimate footy. Ultimate footy, he's back, back forward. forward. I feel fantasy classic. Um, Jordy Clark's another one. That'll get back to us pretty early. Yep. That's all I can think of off the top of my head without planning Josh too much. Kennedy. Josh Battle. Josh <laughs> Kennedy. Josh Kennedy, out of the midfield. Yeah, he did play a bit on that halfback. I didn't mention mm-hmm. it, but yeah. Yep. All right. So there's a few for you if you're looking for a defender early. I think we need to wrap that up. I think we're over an hour and a half now. So uh, let's get that a done. Pure gold. Oh, yeah. Absolute quality content. Don't get me wrong. But uh, some people need to get through this before they have their drafts on the weekend. So mm-hmm. we'll wrap it up. Uh, thanks for listening this week. Uh, make sure you still check out Ooh, the Lipinski Andy video. Andy McGrath. Yes. Andy McGrath's one to go there as well. Good pickup, Doss. Mm. Um, make sure you watch the Lipinski video. I've still got that written here in the document. But, you know, it's a good video despite him getting in here. He needs the all your thoughts and prayers. Yes, that'll, that'll get him over the line for round one. So just make sure all the view counts is basically Lipinski power. I think mm. it powers him up. So mm. just get the views up. It's like Captain Planet power rings. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, just retweet it for us when he explodes on the first round. Make sure one. that happens okay. too. Yep. Thank you. Um, all right. Get around us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Keeper League Pod on all of those. Make sure you trim your balls with Manscaped and use Keeper 20 to buy yourself a lawnmower 4.0 wear the t- or get yourself a t-shirt like Kays is wearing tonight get so. a lot get a size up <laughs> get one size up than usually wear anyways thanks for listening to this Mammoth Podcast and we'll talk to you next week see you guys bye